Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and happy new year, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the first episode of the new year from Heroes of Noise. I'm your host, Steve. New year, new show. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise, episode 10. My name is Dan, and we are ready to get this going. What is happening, brother? Happy New Year. Gee, it's a... Thank you. Happy New Year, man. If you listen to the pre-show, you know that I'm talking to a chef right now. Happy New Year, chef. Why, thank you. Thank you. And I'm talking to a musical artiste. Happy New Year, musical artiste. (laughs) Is the record going to drop this year? Yes. Actually, it is, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Um, seriously? No, seriously. I'm actually passing them out. Well, you're going to be one of the people, maybe your wife or whoever. I'm trying to get uh, it's a five song EP and I'm giving it to people to tell me what the best order of the songs are. Because I don't know. All original content? All original content. Damn, man. How, how did I not know about this? Like, I'm actually very excited to hear this. Um, You know what? I've been keeping it on the D. And so uh, I just wanted to make sure because, you know, a lot of times. That's another thing I'm going to stop doing in 2018. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make my actions speak. You know what's funny? There was an old, when I was really deep into it all, there was a um, a, a quote that Christians used to always say. They said, um, we can't tell what you believe because your actions are speaking so loudly. Hmm. And I'm like, that's pretty interesting. What? Yeah, and so I'm just like, okay, you know what? From now on, I'm going to let my actions speak before I uh, start talking. I'm going to be like, because if I'm sitting there saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and they see me sleeping on the couch, they're like, oh, that's funny, because we see you just sleeping on the couch all day. You're not going to do anything. But if I put out this album, they'll be like, well, he wasn't talking about it. He was being about it. So my goal is, in general, because look at that. Look at what we've had. We've done that really well with the podcast, and I need to apply that to other parts of our life. We have not really missed that many, like in general with the word, with this, we've been really dedicated. We need to give ourselves props. This is, and especially, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. We got to put this down real quick. Especially Dan. Dan. Oh, come on. No, 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 no. Uh Uh-uh. What you guys don't understand is I get up here and flap my gums for whatever amount of time. And then I save the file and then I pass it to Dan. Dan puts all the sound effects, all the applause breaks, all the music, all that stuff you hear is from this dude right here. He goes home. He works 16 hours a day. There's no way he should be doing this. And yet he does because he loves you guys so much. He loves giving you guys great content. And so give Dan an applause break. I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm uncomfortable, but I do appreciate the gesture. Thank you very much, Steve. I mean, goodness gracious. You work so freaking hard. And he never breaks. There's never been a point in time where he's just like, I hate it. It sucks. Podcasting is garbage. He never actually just breaks. And <laughs> That's um, the shit you dude, don't see. It's been a... <laughs> no, you're you're killing it, man. I mean, and and so from not only myself, but from the listeners... You are appreciated, bro. It's been a pleasure doing a podcast. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Like, seriously, same to you. I, I don't think I'd want to do this with anyone else. So I appreciate We it. found I, our little magic combination. And I think that did. as long as we just keep working on it and improving, yes. I cannot wait to see what happens with this show. Oh, dude. It's going to be 
I mean, there's so many possibilities that we have that, I mean, once we uh, get breathing room, oh, dude, it's going to be. I mean, you working 16 hour. Once those 16 hour days are gone and you could actually think for eight of them, dude, you're going to come up with some ideas because you come up with ideas now. And that's on top of 16 hour days. That, I mean, once you're working a normal 40-hour week, oh, my gosh. To be fair, I don't always work 16-hour days, but I do that kind of more than I'd like to. So, yes, thank you for acknowledging that, Steve. <laughs> but, mean, no, I think if I was working 16-hour days and still doing this show, like every day, 16-hour days and still doing this show, I would not be married. There, it would not happen. But you still, you do work 16 hours and do it. There are times when I do. That's you're insanity, right. That's so, dude. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. That is insane. And then, uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny. I forgot we talked in the pregame about um, um, New Year resolution. My New New Year's resolution yes. this year. I for- sorry. I never uh, asked you. I'm sorry about that. Yes, I was, I was meaning to ask you. We cut the show short. I told you a few of them, but my I forgot one. And it's to upgrade the um, podcasting equipment this year and to... Um, uh, wait, okay, okay, the podcast and equipment, and, um, oh, and uh, get our whole um, network going. Get a good podcasting network where we can actually start bringing in other voices that really can't be heard or can't, where we have the opportunity to help someone that doesn't know how to do it themselves. We were in a spot where we didn't know how to do it, but we were kind of, um, we were really electronically or technologically savvy. There are some people that are really, really, really fun and, and, and have so much to say, but they're like, oh, I guess I can't do it because I don't know how to. We can give someone the hand up that we didn't get. We didn't get that. We can give it to someone else and reach down there and say, hey, we can do it for you. Come up, get your voice out there. And they could be we, they could be a game changer. And they'll always look back and be like, for it sure. was Dan and Steve. They're the only reason that I'm here today, the new Howard Stern or whatever, is because those guys gave me a shot. And so that's the goal. We don't want to just start a network because, oh, we want everybody to hear so much more. We want to have a network so that we can actually help those who cannot do it, who don't have the opportunity, can't afford the bandwidth. Otherwise, they do it. I want to give them a hand up and actually help them out. That's awesome. I just want to figure this out a little bit more. I still am trying to figure out where the whole net, how the network oh, yeah. works and everything. But you make a very good yes. point, and I want to put it out there. And I might as well like segue into contact info on this one if you don't mind. But uh, go for it. Hey, listen. Before I do though, let me tell you this. I echo what Steve is saying here, and I'm going to put it out there for you guys. You can hit me up. I'll give you the contact information. You can hit Steve up. You'll get that too. But if you are thinking of starting a podcast, I do know a couple people that are actually, and they've asked me some questions. By all means, hit me oh. up. I love to talk about this kind of stuff, and I will definitely do for you what I can. I'm not entirely sure we're even doing it the right way yet, but I like our system. It works for us. If you are interested in this, this is how you're going to get a hold of us. Cue the music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the contact info portion. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, every time I get into it, man, I, I had like a whole nother right music we, in my head. Right when you're about to kill it, man. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, you got beats for days. Uh, <laughs> Heroes of Noise. <laughs> Steve on That's the beat. That's going to be our new um, music podcast, Beat for Days. One more time. Beats for Days. Let's do One more time. <laughs> we sound so bad. <laughs> All right. And that that's so why we have editing. Lesson number one, yes. podcasters, editing. 
You won't hear this. All right, so let's get to the contact info. We They should, though. They should. Maybe they You're will. You're dope. You're amazing. Maybe they will. I don't know. You're amazing. Hey, guys. How's it going? My name is Dan, and welcome to the contact info portion of the Heroes of Noise. If you want to reach the show, please feel free to reach us. It's a new year. Do your thing. Man. Do something different and, and write in and see what we say. And maybe you'll we'll say something to you, and you'll say something back, and that's how a conversation starts. Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. We're there all the time. On the Twitters, you can reach us at Heroes of Noise. You can reach myself, Dan, at Dan Q Public. My buddy Steve at at S-E underscore Hudson Music. And what else do we got? Something I have not been putting in lately. Uh, I, you know what, Steve? I took two things out. I took put two things in and took one out. So um, I'm going to go ahead and not do the the voicemail right now just because you know it's it's okay. it's just been kind of like a, a stagnant thing but if Perfect. you guys want to talk to us a little bit or check out what we're doing on instagram you can go ahead and hit us up at, at heroes of noise podcast that's on instagram and on facebook yes there still is a facebook heroes of noise podcast that's where you'll find us there we look forward to talking to you guys and guess what steve we've got a show to do the first one of 2018 ladies and gentlemen let's bring so, it let's do it I want to talk about one thing. What's that? Two things, maybe three. Do four. My, perhaps four, if feeling giving five. So, um, there have been interesting things that have happened to 2017. If you if you get online, you'll see a lot of people that have fires going on saying, oh, this has been 2017. Oh, this thing has been terrible. What we're going to do is a lot of people are saying, here's what we hated and here's what we loved. We're done with the hating. There's no reason to bring into 2018 what we hated about 2017. We're only going to tell you the things that tickled your fancy for us both. And so um, I have one question for you, Dan. Yes, sir. What TV shows tickled your fancy this year and why? I have it like in a list, Steve, of just my 2017 entertainment highlights. But if you want to go down TV, we can pick that out. Yeah, hit, hook me up with the TV, because I think we have a few of the same ones, if I'm imagining correctly. I think so. Uh, let's see. We'll even, hell, we'll even make it a little bit different. I'm Yeah, anything that I was like digging in 2017, that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And I guess okay. it's going to be vice versa as well, right? Yes, sir. No particular order to these here, and I'm just kind of checking the list out real quick and see if I can find some kind of chronologic. Uh, let's see. I don't know, man. I'm just going to go ahead and start. So... One of the things that I'm so grateful for, and I was late to the party for sure, but so grateful that I actually got into this year was my discovery of Rick and Morty. We haven't really talked about Rick and Morty on this show. Oh, dude. And dude. What a show. I was just watching Rick and Morty last night. I don't know if it was a marathon, but they had a few on. I think it might've just been like the season three marathon, but I I got to catch Pickle Rick again. Oh my God. How incredible is that freaking episode? The writing on Rick and Morty is genius. There's so much going on that you don't even like if you're not Dude. careful, you're missing jokes. You're missing things in the background, you know, but you and a lot of people I I know personally that I didn't get into Rick and Morty at first. My son tried to turn me on to them uh yes. probably last year or excuse me, 2016. And um it was the animation that got me. I wasn't really, I don't know, maybe I was just being a grouchy or something, but I just saw the animation and it was like, oh, okay, whatever. It looks kind of quirky. Maybe I'll come back to it. But one day I got sick and I just got to sit and watch Rick and Morty. So good, dude. Where is it coming from? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where does that inspiration come from to write something like that? It's, it is such, the fact that the creators from the Central Valley just makes me so happy. I Out mean, of Modesto, correct? Stockton, or is it Merced? Stockton, that's Stockton, it. Stockton, yes. yeah. 
And the thing is, if you, okay, here's what I, for people who don't watch Rick and Morty, um, if you're listening to the show, it 90% chance it's up your alley for sure. And I would dare say you watch three episodes of the first season. If by the third, you're not saying, I think this show is genius. Well, then you could stop. It's probably because not going to be for you. by the third episode, I said, okay. Because you're, you're thinking in your brain, they might have stumbled into something. But I'm, I'm like, either they are, I'm making more out of this show or it's genius. Because some things you're thinking, oh, maybe I'm just digging too much into that joke and they didn't mean that. Yes, they did. They totally did. Like, at the first three episodes, I'm like, there's no way they meant that with that joke. There's no way they dug that deep of a cut to get that joke. The more you watch, yes, they did. They totally went that deep. And you're like, oh, my God. They went that far for that joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously putting in yes, the effort. Yes, they did. Seriously putting in the effort. I mean, dude, you know what's funny? And I, I know it's going to be tangential, but I remember um, Penn, Penn and Teller talking about how they do magic tricks. And they're like, what it is is we work for seven months on like a seven-second segment. And what we're doing is we're betting that you don't think we'd work that hard for something that small. That's what Rick and Morty does. They're betting that you don't think that they're going to dig that hard for something so tiny of a joke. But they will. They will go a whole episode just to nail one genius joke. And it was all worth it. They're totally not- worth it. It's nothing like South Park, but like Dan no. Harmon and Justin, but like Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, they have that like that dedication that Trey Parker and Matt Stone have. Like you're yes. saying, going for the joke and doing whatever it takes to get to that joke, it's it's brilliant, man. It's it's on a whole other level, and it's on a diff. Like you you brought up a great uh, a great comp- comparison. South Park is 120 million jabs per second. Joke, 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 joke. Whereas um, I would say Rick and Morty, oh, whereas Rick and Morty is just an, an uppercut, where it's just like set up, 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 set up. 15 minutes later, punch, boom. Set up, set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. 15 minutes later, punch, boom. Two huge punches, both which were worth, wow, that was worth it. There's no, because they're not going to just joke you to death. Every single second, you're going to be entertained every second, but they're not going to joke you to death. But then I can even pull that back because if you watch the episode again, there are little things you didn't catch. We're like, oh my gosh, look at that! They throw in little things, but they set up their setup is insane, which is totally worth the whole. Oh, he's setting this, setting, 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 setting it up, and just knocking you dead, man. You know what I'm saying? Where you know. I like South Park is a Stephen Wright going to comedy. South Park is Stephen Wright. One one joke after the other after the other. Whereas, you know, Rick and Morty is a Dave Chappelle where he might just go a while without telling a joke. But man, when he lands it, it's going to knock you on your tail. So, oh, I loved Rick and Morty. But anyway, I'm done. Yeah, man. I just can't really imagine where this show is going to go. You figure South Park has like, what, 21 seasons? I'm probably yeah. off on that. Like, yeah. can Rick and Morty do that? They're so no, freaking 20, good as it is to coming I mean, out the box like so that. Great, so dude. can so good. like you know the whole flame that what is it? Can, uh, flame that burns twice as bright burns only half as long. 
Is it going to be like that kind of thing? Do, will they need 21 seasons or will they just end up telling the tale and being like, that's it. That's all you get on um, to the next. The problem is for 20 seasons, they would need 40 years because remember it takes them two years to do a season. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They're not cranking them out the way that uh, no, South Park camp does. No, no, no. So yeah, I guess now, they can't do that, but can they get to 10? Can they do 10 seasons? They to- Well, they could totally get to 10. Um, do you think is it car- it's Cartoon Network, right? Yes. Who funds that? Like, who is their parent company? I really have no idea. Or is it, is it, normally it's not, but is it Cartoon Network, like, end of, is it just, that's the network? Or normally they have some sort of, like, Viacom or someone's their parent company. Because if they have a lot of money, they could just do it indefinitely. If they just have that sort of spending cash. If they have a finite amount of money... Well, then, because I know a lot of their stuff goes to Teen Titans. A lot of their airtime is Teen Titans. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying, but I'm curious about something. Do you think that they put more money into Teen Titans than they do Rick and Morty? And the reason that I ask that is because Teen Titans is more palpable to um, a wider population, a wider demographic. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's where their money comes. Teen Titans is where their money comes for sure. Because if you look at their scheduling, blocks of time are dedicated to Teen Titans. I don't really watch a lot of Cartoon Network. I just happen to get hip to Rick and Morty because, like I told you, my kid turned me on to it, you know, and I'm glad that he did. But there's a whole bunch of crap on there that I need to, like, look at and see. I haven't watched any of the, like, the Star Wars Rebels or any of that stuff. But I know there's good, there's a lot of good coming out of it. <laughs> look, Teen Titans, there's some jokes on Teen Titans that you're like, uh, did they mean that? Oh, and they totally did. Like it goes over kids' heads, but we'll catch it. There's one. There, their songs are good enough to watch. The Teen Titans like music videos. Their music videos are good enough for you to say, "I'm gonna give it a shot." It's hilarious. It's freaking hilarious. Sorry to go tangential on you, but do you think that we're going to get a good Titans movie? Yes. Do you think it'll be like um, like they'll be able to bring that to the screen? Uh, if they do it in cartoon form, yes. Do you think they should? No. Good. I don't think so either. No. Some things just should be a show and just be okay with it. Um, I think they could totally do a Rick and Morty show, a movie. They totally can do. That's a cakewalk because they have, I mean, they have story archers that are like, if you actually put all the connected story archers together, they're like four episodes. If you just take, yeah, no, when they keep revisiting things, you can just put them together and make a four episode block, which is two hours. Yeah, but if you're taking something beloved like that and trying to bring it to the big screen in a live action form, you better come correct. (laughs) Otherwise, it's going to be. But also, also, we're in a circle of people that like it. I think, and I know that millions love it. Don't get me wrong. But I think people are not going to, I mean, I don't, I don't know though. Because when you're in a circle that likes it, it seems like everyone loves it until it makes a movie. And you're like, oh, it only made this much money. Be like, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, you don't have that many people watching it. It's just your circle makes it seem like everyone watches it. As good as this is, I don't I don't want to see it become a live action. I think that it, nah. I could totally be down to see a Rick and Morty movie that's animated. That's that would be fun. You know, that would be fantastic. Be but I don't think I want to see somebody playing Rick Sanchez. That's not Rick Sanchez. I don't I don't want to hear other voices. I like the way it is. You know what I mean? Keep it that way. Maybe that's just fanboy in me or whatever, but don't mess oh, no, with I it. It's that. good. Expand it. 
keep the same formula, but expand it, bring it to the big screen. But I don't want to see a live action version of that. No way. Hypothetically, if they were to make a live action, who would play Rick and who would play Morty in your dream scenario? Huh. You know what? Every time that I and from day one, when I started seeing this, I saw like a comparison to Doc Brown. Yeah, but he's nothing like yeah. Doc Brown. He's like drunk. Uh-huh. He's just drunk. Doc Brown. I don't know, man. I'd have to really think about that. Let's see. Anything I can come up with the top of my head. I really think I'd have to get back to you on that one, Steve. Do you have anyone? In I know mind? who would play. Yes, I know who played Morty. Who's that? Michael Sarah. Too old. I know, but in a dream, but he, oh, looked, just he doesn't a, look old. He doesn't look old at all. He really doesn't. Michael Sarah. He would be a he would be a good Rick or a good Morty. That's not bad. He that has is, the voice already. Hey, I was watching something about since, since you bringing him up again. I'm all over the place, but I hear he's like really hard to work with. Have you ever heard that about him? Really? Yeah, I was I watching these that. videos, man. Uh, I'll send you some links to videos. And one of them was fake. It was one thing that was done when they were filming Knocked Up. And <laughs> it was supposed to be him in the place of, of uh, Seth Rogen. So it looks very real. And it has him going back and forth fighting with Judd Apatow. And Judd Apatow st- you know, storms out. Like, it looks real. But it's not, obviously, because he's not in it. But I've seen things with him just, like, backstage. Or not backstage, but offset, rather. Flipping out on these people. And I've heard that he's really? difficult. Yeah, I've heard he's difficult to work with. So I didn't know if you knew anything about that, or if there was. I don't think there's just like a bunch of fictitious videos, like a like a web webisode or whatever, or a web series of him just flipping out on people as a joke. I think he's kind of hard to work with. I don't know. Sorry, I just I didn't know. I mean, it just popped in my head. I want to look Sarah. into that because when you blow, I mean, what was he twenty when he blew up? I don't even know how old he is, man. He could be sixty five years old. I couldn't tell you how old. That That's what I'm saying. But I'll tell you this, man. I will never forget him from Arrested Development, dog. Oh my god! Oh, he was fantastic. What a in that. show! What a and did did you see um this year? Jason Bateman showed us uh, um a picture of the set saying back uh like something like the Blues are back. They're coming back again. This would be yes, season. Is this four? Seven? 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 I think that might be high, but you're probably right. I didn't watch it all the time, but it was a great show. What, what a I great saw show. of it. Yeah, Michael, he was awesome on that. That whole cast was amazing. Oh, dude. But did you watch that any of it? when off it, the single. Did you watch any of it when that, it came back to Netflix? No, I, I didn't watch that season because people, and I'm, from, I'm going to watch it because people said a lot of things sucked and it was great. So I'm watching that season now. I don't trust people anymore. I bet you it was fantastic. Well, from what I saw of it, I felt like it was, okay, Every all of the pieces are in place, but something was amiss. But then again, I'm not like the biggest um, Arrested Development fan. So, you know, I can't wax completely about it and tell you the ins and outs of it or anything like that. So I'm probably not the best one to talk about that. But I did feel that in comparison to the show that was on the, I forget what network it was on, to its transfer over to Netflix, something was amiss, the best way to oh, put I it. I totally get that. You know? Can't always get well, what we want, for a person want, that though. doesn't wax poetic about Arrested Development, G, you sure did wax poetic a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not like you Star Wars, though. Not like Star oh, Wars. I got I, I'm watching that tonight, so. You're going to see The Last Jedi tonight, for sure. Yes. What time are you going? De- I'm going at about, I don't know, it depends on what time my son gets here, which is, that keeps it up in the air right by itself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if he gets here at a certain, in a, in a decent amount of time, I'm definitely going to go see um, the last, the Jedi that is last. 
Well, I pounded these people's ears last week. I missed you, by the way. I was really hoping that you were going to be on that show last week, but um, or oh, two you weeks guys ago. Did a fantastic job. Two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Oh my gosh, we took a week off. I forgot about that. Yeah, you guys did a great job. Too. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you very much, and thanks to Mike. Thanks to my man Mike for coming on again. I'm sure we'll we'll hear from him somewhere down the road. But uh, the you show. Know, it's 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 good to have you back in the driver's seat, homie. Appreciate it. Um, what else tickled your fancy? Hmm. Over the year, gosh, let's see. Well. I talked about this on one of the shows, but it still really sticks out to me. And I, I loved it. Big Mouth. I loved Big Mouth. I, I thought that was so, so well written. I finish that. You yeah. should. It was just so well written and so entertaining. And yeah, every once in a while, you know, it ran a little like, okay, we, we get the poop jokes or whatever. But it was just such, a, <laughs> and there was no poop jokes, but you know what I'm saying. It was just like uh, the crude humor every once in a while was a bit much, but not like it offended me. I just thought like, okay, we got it. We got it. But still... A wonderful show, and I cannot wait to see that. It's, I think it's coming back this year, hopefully this year. Oh, cool! But those two together, man. Um, oh god, I just blanked on their names. I always do that. Nick Kroll, thank you, and um, John, John Mulaney, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you that's how wonderful it was. New in town, do you remember his new in his, town, his uh, his stand up? Yes. Yeah, that's what made I'm me like him, man. Town. He's so funny. <laughs> I'm new in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I was good. I forgot how funny that was. I'm going to go watch that after we're done. I forgot how funny that was. Do you know I cried watching that freaking stand-up special? Why is that? Because it was so... No, like, I laughed so hard I cried. Oh, oh okay. It was so funny to me. Everything he's... His iced tea segment was crazy. He was the so good. Is that the one where he was talking about the guy that's like, uh, ah, when what do you say? When one walks around like a duck, you will get wet. Quack quack. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. And the lady was like ducklings. The joke that he told him that was hilarious. New in town is fantastic. But yeah, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Um, I knew because they've been making. Because I remember listening to Comedy Death Ray, which turned into Comedy Bang Bang. Yes. And they would do that. Remember that? Um, the um. Oh, hello. Yeah, I was just going to talk about they, that. Yeah. They did that on that show. Oh. So I, they'd come on and do those characters, like just freewheeling it. And uh, so that when I saw the, the when I saw it, they're like, oh, hello. They, they were doing the theater production. I was like, those are the guys from Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. And so I was like, oh, man. So they're going to really do it. Hold up. Rewind. So see, you're, you're schooling me on something right now. Because again, thanks to my, my boys actually turned me on to a lot of things. He's the one that turned me on to John Mulaney. So John Mulaney, they were actually on Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast? The, yeah, they would uh, visit. Like, here's what they do. Okay, on Comedy Bang they, did, Bang, they, they didn't make the podcast. They no. Were, they weren't the producers of the podcast. They would just be, no, they would just be like, a guy, the host would be like, oh, we have some visitors here. And they come in like, oh, hello. <laughs> like, they would just start bantering. And I'd be like, these are the weirdest characters. And, I, you know, at first you'd be like, oh, this is silly. But by the end, you're really laughing because you start to get it. If you watch it for three minutes, you're turning it off. As far as the theater thing, you're going to turn it off. But if you give it a while. Now, if you already get it, if you already knew from Comedy De- Bang Bang or Comedy Death Ray, you would know, okay, I know these characters already. But if you don't know the characters yet... There's no reason you'd keep watching because you don't know what the crap they're doing. I can kind of see your point with that because I knew who it was when I turned on Oh Hello, 
And that made me want to continue watching. Like, where are they going with this exactly? Yes. But yeah, if I was just yes. watching that, maybe not. But I did not know they were on the podcast. So I'm going to have to. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> I love how they and do they, that with their words. Yeah, they would all of a sudden bitch for And I, the funny thing is, I want to watch it because I've been avoiding spoilers. All I've been seeing, um, like on Twitter, they'd say the guest star they have on this theater show or the, the actual show on Netflix is yes. going to surprise everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder who it is. And they've, every comment was like, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. You have to watch. And you're going to be like, what? There's two. This is crazy. There's two cameos on that. And one of them, I'm really like, like, oh, damn it. There goes my dogs. So I don't know how this is going to come out on the edit because uh, I forgot to put my dogs out and they were barking like the insane, pooches, insane pooches. I like hearing them. I like hearing them. That's all I can hear, man. It's crazy. There's, I have two small ones and this giant beast of a dog and she just barks so loudly. So anyway, starting over. But I think where yes. I was, was I was talking about, um, oh yeah, the cameos on, on um, the cam- oh the hello. Cameos? The cameos yes. on the Broadway version <laughs> of, <laughs> of, oh hello. Yeah, I won't tell you who they are either, man. But one of them was like, He's a pretty big name, and he's he's around there. I'll, I'll just give you a hint. He's a, he's around that area a lot. But the fact that he that he went on there and did what he did, which was very little, surprises me. Like what a good sport he was. Now the other one that they're probably talking about, he's huge. He is one of my favorite. That is crazy. All-time actors. What that's all I'll say. I'll just say actor. Well, the thing is, um, Nick Kroll's show was good. Okay, but John Mulaney's stand up, well, at least new in town. You can't even say it without saying it the way he says it on the freaking stage. <laughs> I mean, his his new in town um, is borderline genius. Agreed. Like, I get why how they could get somebody because if you see what what tick their work, what uh, where they're working at, the level they're working, they're working at a high level, in my opinion. I think Nick Kroll is really good. Um. I think one of the characters Nick Kroll does is just absolutely hilarious. But um, I would imagine that whoever's on that stage is going to shock the daylights out of me even saying what I just said. I'm still going to be like, what the crap am I watching? Because everyone online was like, how is, what? How did they get this person? I'm like, I got, I, I need to know. Yeah, Who is and, just, it? and just to get you into like the right mind frame so you're not, you're not overshooting it, your enthusiasm, is... Nothing crazy outlandish happens with this person. It's just the the magnitude of the person coming on. Like, it's like, okay. um, um, how can I put this? You're doing, you get yourself a musical gig. You're putting on your show. Now, granted, this isn't their first show, but you got yourself a show. You're putting on a concert. Mm-hmm. And you're like, um, and now, Stevie Wonder. Do you know what I mean? Holy piss. Yeah, That's something big. like that. Yeah, because it's, you know, they're comedians that are, that are bring. it's a comedian, I'll say that. That's all I'll say. Really? Yes, sir. I won't say if it's a new comedian, old comedian, you know, what type, whatever. I'm not going to even ask you if he's been touched by scandal because that might even give it away. I will tell you no. Oh. And I'm very happy about that because seriously, this this person is one of my like all-time favorite celebrities. Never mind. Period. I know who it is. No, you don't. I know who it is. Who? Tell yes, me. Yes, I do. I'll tell you. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. Just tell me because you don't know. Seinf- it's Seinfeld. No. Oh, no. Get out of here with the Seinfeld. He's Get out of here. Come on, hello. Get out of here with that. Oh, hello. <laughs> so, oh, hello. How do I, okay, now. And I'll also say, sorry, really quickly, on that note, because we brought up John Mulaney, I discovered John Mulaney in 2017 from my kid. So, 
he's definitely one of the highlights there too. I I think he's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew about Nick Kroll from what was that show? Oh, the league. <laughs> That's such a good show. Yeah, dude. I knew about him from the league and from um, such a good show. Man. A couple other things, but but I so I, he was on my radar. But I never had heard of John Mulaney until I saw the stand-up specials. So I'm a huge fan now. Well, then I would definitely recommend you. I'm trying to find the comedy bang bang podcast episodes with those two on. It's really funny, man. Already notated, no my brother. Already notated. They're, yeah, they're just they're kind of just kind of just freewheeling it, and you hear them breaking because everyone's laughing because it's so. They know what they're doing into the mic is absolutely ludicrous. And ever so often they understand this and they just can't stop laughing. Because they're that like, is, what are we doing? That like, is what are we my, doing? That's one of my favorite things about watching like live comedy or, yes. you know, even like, okay, let's go old school and talk about like the Carol Burnett show. Did you ever watch Carol Burnett show back in the day? With, uh, um, I was Harvey Corman, Tim Conway. I was too young too, no. but it was on. But to watch them now try and do their skits. I mean, you see it on like Saturday night live, but it's not the same thing, but to watch no. these, these geniuses do their comedy and break and try to hold it together oh, is one of my dude. favorite things in the freaking world to watch. I movie. can't get enough of bloopers. Like if I watch a thing of bloopers, I can't get it. Like I watched, um, I don't know if you watched extras. Did you watch extras with I, Jim, uh, Ricky Gervais? I did not. Well, his, even the office with Ricky Gervais, his breaks are so funny because you know that a lot of like his show was mostly improvised. And so obviously somebody is going to say something off the wall that makes everyone laugh and it kind of bled into the office. So when their bloopers are even funny, Steve Carell is he was already, you know, a genius at doing what he does. And uh, so I love watching just bloopers of all the shows that I watch now, my son, he doesn't like it because he said, I like to imagine that it's real. And me seeing bloopers takes, takes him out of it out of. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've never met anyone like that, but I think maybe more people are like that than I think that he's like, I don't like, if I try to show him behind the scenes of justice league, he's like, no, no, no. I don't want to see the green screen. Nope. I don't want to see how they put on makeup. None of that stuff. I want it to be real. That's real though. I appreciate that, man. He's got he's got something that he doesn't want to like let go of. Yes, you know it kills the it kills the magic for him. I totally get that. Bingo. I yes, I totally get it. But yeah, if you (laughs) if you listen to uh, comedy bang bang, the especially the old episodes of like Paul F. Tompkins, like you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh, and they're going to laugh on the show a lot. So check it out, man. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins is good on it. All those people are really, really funny on it. And let alone, um, uh, damn, God, I forgot the, the um, host name. But he's fantastic. He's fantastic. You know, it's, 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 it's just fantastic. And then there's one where uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even go into it. But somebody comes on the show and they don't know exactly what's going on. You could tell that they're kind of lost because dude is kind of setting up a, here's the, the scene we're going to be doing. But the guy doesn't know, be like, wait, what? It's the dude from the um, Ed. Oh, he's from the uh, Hangover. Ed and from The Office. Oh man, Ed. Ed. Uh, <laughs> let's say it together. Ed. Ed. <laughs> Damn it! I'll tell you right what now. What is his name? It is Ed Helms. Ed Helms. So Ed Helms gets on Comedy Bang Bang, and he walks in, and they're kind of like, "So, how about the?" And he's they're setting up a premise. Which you do, and you're supposed to roll with it. Ed has no ideas what's happening. 
you can tell that both sides are awkward. Like, oh, he doesn't know that this is a thing. He thinks this is going to be an interview. It's so weird. Like listening to it, you're like, oh my God. So like the whole episode, he's just kind of winging it because he's not sure where they're Yes, he's kind of like, oh, oh, this is what we're, like you hear him catching on, but you have to walk in there knowing someone like, oh, hello's coming in. So when John Mulaney walks in and starts doing that, you're kind of like, what the, wait, what are we doing right now? Am I supposed to be engaging in this? You have to be ready for that thing to happen. And so it's really funny, man. I think it's right up your alley. Um, and obviously, this isn't a 2017 thing, but yeah. No, check out but I'm Comedy always Bang down Bang to listen to old school podcasts. Oh, it's fantastic. But uh, older, maybe uh, not necessarily old school, but older podcasts. <laughs> putting, it, putting this tangential train back on the track, what else did you uh, did you dig? And that was Big Mouth. You can watch it on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. I think everybody will like it. It's a fun, it's a fun little jaunt. I haven't completed it, but check it out. Big Mouth, uh, Netflix. All right, man. So again, this is not a new show for 2017, but they did have a new season. And as you know, I went a little apeshit when I finally got on the train. But I'd have to say that my favorite watching experience of 2017, like just period, because I, I got to binge everything, was Game of Thrones. Like, come on, man. It feels weird for me to talk about Game of Thrones on a podcast like it's new, but dude, oh my God. Like, I, I that was the only show, only television show where I was literally like on the edge of my seat. And like <gasps> doing that kind of thing when something would happen oh, and, yes. and the surprises that happen and just, just the, the people that died. And man, I don't think there's a better show on television, man. I'm going to be really sad. I'm, I'm, what? I'm bummed out. I'm bummed out that what? Game of Thrones is going to go away, dude. I'm telling you, that show did something to me that made me just, that- I don't know. It, it changed the game for me. Game of Thrones is fucking it's, amazing. I mean, dude, it's a and it's an amazing, an amazing show, dude. And I know Again, all of you people already know this. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm late to the party, but I loved the show. 2017, man, was the year that I got like woke to Game of Thrones, and I, I'm not done yet. I we need to make some more episodes, man. We'll have to like, uh, let's do our own. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what, dude? We'll just sweet some thing. shows. Sweeted. I know. What? How did you know the? Is that a real thing before um, that movie, Sweeting? I don't know. You're talking about uh, Be Kind Rewind? Yeah. Was that a thing before then? I'm not entirely sure. I got a friend of mine that I went to high school with. Well, he's a guy I went to high school with. Let's say that. And, uh, you know, the Facebook friends. But he does. He does those every year. He makes Swedes. And I don't know. But I know that we have like a Swede Fest in Fresno every year. I think that would be hilarious, Steve. We should. You know, a there's sweet. a documentary about a family that like sweeted a bunch of different movies. Oh yeah, send it my way. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, they were kind of like <laughs> kept in confines or whatever. They kind of secluded. So this family, which was secluded, brothers and sisters, just sweeted a bunch of popular movies. And um, when they were out of seclusion, I'll send it to you. Hey, bro. Seriously though, do you not? And that's fine if you don't. But do you not agree with me that that might be one of the best shows ever? We all have our opinions, Steve, but I am curious. It's undeniably one of the best shows ever. Yeah, there's no denying. You can't front. Yeah. You cannot yeah, front. Of Game of Thrones ever. is amazing. So there is a show nipping at its heels right now, though. Hmm. I think I know what and you're going to we'll say. And we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in, but in it, my best ofs. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The one that you told me. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Woo! We'll get there. Wee! 
Well, that's something else I'm going to have to check out too because what Jeez, is that? Uh, how many seasons of that? I know what you're. T- you know, what? we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm yes, sorry. yes, yes, yes. So, Game of Thrones, awesome show. Everyone's just like, um, this was the best season. I don't think it was the best season. I would uh, not say that it's the best season. No, I don't, and especially the ending. I was, you know, I was like, okay, you know, whatever, cool, all right. But I'll tell you what, it's never a bad season. And I'll tell, and and there's one scene. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. The princess shows up a hair late for an for a meeting, and the way she makes that entrance is the way I want to enter every meeting ever from now on. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, and if there was a big enough place, I would enter every meeting that way and say sorry for my tardy. That is so dope. I know what you're talking. About. I took a second, but that is just. <laughs> Woo! Dust yourself off. Sorry about that. Am I late? What I miss? Oh, dog. Yeah, that is dog. That is, that's as pimp as you can dog. get right there. I pushed pause and ran around the house on that one. But what like, gets me about this show, home, dude? What gets me about this show is how you can just be so into uh, someone's character, or you know, just empathizing. Well, uh, okay, let me give you one. Can I give one spoiler? No, I won't give any spoilers. Yeah, you know what? If anyone would have told me spoilers, I would have been pissed off. And I, it's not to say that I would say that about every show. But yeah. there are so many things that they build up to, starting at season oh, one, dude. that you finally go, oh, snap, like season five, six. And I'm just throwing num- numbers out. But you know what I'm getting yes. at. Like, they will yes. they will keep you the entire time and then be like, nope, it was actually this. Or, no, now he's dead. Or whatever. So good, man. Guys, if you have not seen Game of Thrones yet, don't don't be embarrassed. Just start watching it now. And I think you can, if you have HBO Go, they have all seasons on there. Sure do. So, do it to it. Yeah, okay. What nice. else? What else? What else? Let's Game see. of Thrones on HBO, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Check it out from uh, the, Dan. The, the Andy Griffith Show. No, I'm just kidding. All these <laughs> I was about to sell. Like, <laughs> There's a show called, I, start, I discovered called Three's Company. It's amazing, you guys. You should fantastic. check it out. Fantastic. Happy days. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll, get, we'll bring it back up to the modern times. Let's see. What else was I good with? Okay. Now, I don't think you're going to agree with me on this one here. And you would actually ask me if I would consider this or if I would put this into my list. But I'm going to. And there's it's more of an affectionate reason why I did so. And that would be Preacher Season 2. You asked me if I was going to include that in my huh, list. And I'll explain that's why. That's interesting. Go, please. I think it's just more affection. I think that uh, I did like the season, as you know. We talked about it. If mm-hmm. you, if you, For those of you that have been with us since the word, you already know what I'm going to say. But mm-hmm. I like this show because it helped us get to the next step with, you know, with the word. Uh, it brought on our our interview with Julianne Emery, and I think that actually had something to do with people taking us a little more seriously in the show. Uh, but that said, when it came to the season on on the whole, I thought it like fizzled, man. Like they they just they should have stayed out of New Orleans that entire time, you know. And I'm not going to go down the mm-hmm. whole road of break, but yeah, totally anyway, definitely. you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to tell you. I think Preacher season two should be included because it gave me such enjoyment. We watched. Lord knows we watched it enough all 2017 right during that time when we were doing that yeah i mean i know i had to watch that show at least three times a week i'm talking about each episode just to get everything that i needed to do with that the breakdowns were freaking crazy for me but um yeah so i don't expect you to agree with me on that one steve but uh preacher season two i would include in that because it was something that i watched more than most last season last year perfect um i gotta give props to stranger things too that held my interest um totally and we just talked about that one, so I won't go too far into Be- that there. Uh, best of the year. Best of the year? Yeah. Um, Stranger Things 2? 
what I included in best of the year. I was just talking about the things that stuck out to me this year. So yeah, for me, I will. I will include that in there because I watched a lot You're of shows. Put it in the same category as Game of Thrones. No, no, no. But that's I'm saying they're in the bucket though. They Maybe gotta, they have to be able to hold their own in a bucket. I think Stranger Things holds their own. For sure, that's it's fair. Not, it's that's not totally the, fair. It's not in the same category of Game of Thrones. Oh no, no, not category. But they can hold it. Okay, cool. Yeah, for Done. sure, it definitely holds. It, it'll, it'll hold water, man. It's in. You can put it okay. in the same bucket. Um, Done. But the one, sh- okay. Now, Game of Thrones. You know that was probably my favorite, just because of how much it moved me. But I got to tell you, the show that like just had me, and I talked about it every week so far that we've done the show. Um, the one that really was very super thought provoking, and I think I'm gonna put you. I'm going to like feed this one over to you because I remember you had some things to say. The Orville. Oh, my God. Dude, let's let's talk about the Orville for a little bit, because as you know, I have been amping this show since since, you know, episode one. And I've been waiting for you to get onto the Orville train. And now you're there. And judging from your texts and everything that you were telling me, you had a whole shit ton to say is am I putting you on the spot to ask you to give me some of your thoughts? Oh, I hear paper. I I hear paper. Do you have notes? But no, putting me on the spot to say something about Orville or to speak whatever about something I like is never a bad situation. All right, so I walk, every people that are hearing this, some people think like me. When they hear Orville, they think Seth MacFarlane, they think not really up my alley. I got enough of Family Guy. We've had it for a long time. We get where he's going to go. The commercials even suckered you into that. I don't know why they advertised it the way they did. But... That is not what this show... Wipe the slate clean. This show is not anywhere near South Park. The comedy is not the way South Park was. Nope. This show is a an exercise on comedic, social... Social... Commentary. It's a comedic, social commentary. What they're doing is they're pulling you in, making little jokes, but then at the end, you're like, oh my gosh. We just learned a lesson. Holy crap. And it's not like a, and the more we know. No, it's just, you'll be sitting there and be like, that was a freaking good. There is an episode where, and I'm not going to ruin it for you, but someone becomes accidentally a religious figure. (laughs) <laughs> but you could totally see it saying, you know, that could have happened. That could have totally happened. You're referring but to the finale. Show, oh, my gosh. But what they did was one thing I love that Seth MacFarlane does. It says there is no and it all goes downhill from it. No, no. He always is saying, but intellect and science and knowledge will always win. Every single time, if time goes Science knowledge will win for sure. And I love that about it. there is no dreary ending where where sometimes the Star Trek like Star Trek would just have a dreary ending like, hey, this is what it is. I like how this one and, and they're not in the same bucket, but they kind of are because they do a lot of commentary on Star Trek a little bit. But he always ends it with no, no, no. But knowledge wins out. Dumb ideas can't last forever. Dumb things can't just last. Eventually, they will be beaten out by knowledge and science. It just will. That's life. 
And there's just so many cool commentaries on that idea. Um, the one thing that people may be a little bit weird about is the um, the love story. And it almost seems like someone wanted it there saying, hey, we have to put something in for people who are just casually watching, I guess, because it really doesn't need to be. Yeah. There. You know what? I kind of agree with you on that. I've actually had that thought before because you're right. It does not need to be there. And yes. so was it kind of like a what's the word like a netting? Just totally. in case, just in case we fall, we still have this romance net to catch totally. us to get us through season one. I considered yes. that too, and you're right. I don't yes. know, you know, without getting into the the spoiler of that particular dynamic, they could either they could go either way right now with that. It could never come up again, and that would be just fine. Or they could continue it, and either, and to be honest with you, I think that would be just fine too. I kind of liked it. I liked. It. I thought it was really funny. The you know, I mean, you're gonna find funny. out. You're gonna find out the re- if you haven't seen the Orville, you're gonna find out right away the relationship we're talking about because they talk about it instantly, oh. instantly. The first <laughs> scene of season one. Or the reveal is one. so funny, hilarious. I can't believe that this show is on Fox. Could you imagine if they just put this on Netflix though, and oh, take away, my. you know, and give them just a little more room to get a little more, not even necessarily dirty, but. You know, just say those you things know, that you can't say on network television. I think, I it, think it. I think it's good that they don't because Seth MacFarlane left to his own devices. It might be might overkill. Not, yes, that's a good. We point. might want that 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 barrier around it. That's a real good point. He gets enough. He gets enough off. You know what I'm saying? Without doing all that, and you know, it's funny because there's an actual uh, a gay or a homosexual interaction that happens. That they totally just say, yeah, it happened. Next, I love how they treated it because like, it whatever. should be that way. Anyway, why, why, that's even exactly if, what I'm. If yes. it's like aliens, you know, it doesn't matter yes. if it's aliens. It's no a baby. metaphor for what's really going. That's the thing about the show is it's always using metaphors to tell you about current events, you know, and it should be that way. This was one of my highlights of 2017. Like I enjoyed this show more than many shows that I really, really, really like. This one made me sit there after certain episodes and be like, dang, that was ill. Like, wow, that's interesting. And so, yeah, Seth MacDonald, Seth MacFarlane, man. But John Favreau is the well, like a supervising producer or supervisor story or something like that. That dude knows how to make a show watchable. I wouldn't be surprised if John Favreau said put a love interest in there to get people kind of, even if they don't understand the undertones, they'll at least watching the love story. I wouldn't be surprised if John Favreau was like, yeah, I know how to make people sit in the seat and watch a show. And he did that. I am realizing I like John Favreau a whole hell of a lot more than I've like really thought I did. Oh yeah. You know, he's done so many good things. Oh yes, dude. Did you ever see chef? I have seen chef. I liked it. I love that damn movie so much, but no, he can just write. He can just write and you know, maybe you're right. Maybe he had something. He's great. I I mean, Zathora was the first one that I was like, Oh wait, Favreau can do different stuff. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know it was him. So um, that's when I knew, oh, wait a minute. This guy, he, uh, I get it. Like, I totally get how Iron Man happened. I totally get what executive said. You know what? He might be good. He might do a great. And let me tell you something. This is on a tangent. But if you guys can look up the um, Comic-Con sneak preview of the first Iron Man that John Favreau showed, that might be one of the best trailers I've ever seen. When they showed that, when they, the, the last scene is him, uh, someone shoots a cannon at uh, uh, Iron Man and he slowly dodges it. 
and then he shoots those things at the cannon and walks away and it explodes. Yeah. That is how John Favreau does. And people went crazy at comic. They're like, yo, this might be pretty dope. Because he knows how to do that thing. So, yeah, John Favreau is a, the fact that he latched onto this, he knows how to sit people in seats and say, hold on, here's how you get people to watch your show. And Seth MacFarlane is genius for getting him. He's genius a, for getting him. That is a him. deadly combination, those two. Dude, if they do a movie together, oh, well, hold on now. Stick with, just stick with this. I think, See, I think you're, I think you're right to, to stop yourself right there because again, I totally agree with you that McFarlane left to his own devices could be Ooh. not disastrous, not disastrous, but overkill sometimes. I liken that to say, um, Ted two. Ted I one never was watched brilliant. it. Ted two, not so much. And, and, and just a little bit of overkill on the jokes for me. And I was never, again, I, I don't get offended by anything, but I was just like, all right, that's enough. You know, I did just, like his Western. The mark. I did like his Western. Nobody liked it. I, I thought not. it was funny. I thought I it was did funny. not. Yeah. There was a few parts in it that were pretty funny. Sarah Silverman was pretty funny in that. And oh. Ribisi. They were really good. Right. They, and also. Maybe I liked it better than I thought. Yeah. I, you, I, I think if you it watch out. it just for fun, I think you would laugh at a few things. And Giovanni Ribisi, he doesn't lose. I mean, I liked him ever since um, Boiler Room. Boiler Moon was an amazing movie, and so I've always followed Giovanni Ribisi. I have one of my favorite uh, phrases that I say really makes no sense about anything, but I say it all the time. Fresh cakes. Where's fresh cakes? You don't remember fresh cakes from Ted? No. <laughs> when he's like, hey, I, uh, I changed out the uh, the urinal cake for you. Fresh cakes. You don't remember that part? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. That's it's probably funny. not even, it's not even that significant, but fresh cakes will that always be with me. Um, But if you guys want to see... If you guys want to watch, or if, I would recommend, give it at least three episodes. Three episodes, you're, I guarantee you're going to like it. Uh, I would say that Hulu's the best option, because right now I think you have to pay if you watch it on demand. They, I think, I believe, on at least for Xfinity, you have to pay to watch it on demand. You might be able to find it somewhere else, but people, it's worth it. It's really good. Um, it may, it, especially if you're progressive, not saying if you're conservative, you won't like it, but it might it might not tickle your fancy the way a liberal, uh, you know, someone that really is open to these ideas. But even if you are a conservative, maybe just give this a shot and see if it doesn't open your your mind a little bit to certain certain things. Um, I mean, look, would you say that it a brush? It, it, it actually kind of I think it actually addresses that, you know, it puts. It takes progressive ideas, liberal ideas, and it puts it right in front of a, a you know, like a, a conservative character or a conservative totally. situation. And totally. it kind of like works it out by the end of the, you know, granted it's biased, but it does work it out by the end of the show and gives you like, well, this is why we're saying undeniable. This is what happens when you, right? Totally. It's an undeniable takedown of certain ideas. I mean, there's a, even a courtroom at one point where it's just like, we will take your ideas section by section and show you why this thing might be it's it's just i'm not gonna ruin it anymore it's really good and the makeup on this show top notch i mean you're watching top notch makeup every single it's now it's filmed on universal lot so of course you're gonna have those you know you're gonna have universal people doing the makeup and it's gonna look amazing if anyone's been to Halloween Horror Nights, you know that the makeup is insane even on that night so this makeup is incredible there's a there's a point where uh, there's the two main. I think I know what you're going to say. The two main leads are in makeup the whole episode. 
Yep. And the they are right? on. Yes, they are unrecognizable. On yep. and I agree they, with you, man. Their mouths move naturally. The voice comes out of them, but they are unrecognizable. It's so good. You gotta watch it. Such a good show. So that is. Um, I recommend. The I recommend that the listeners. Sorry, Steve. I oh, didn't no interrupt you there. I recommend that the listeners do this to watch the Orville. Get yourself, if you don't plan on having, I understand these things all cost money, but if you plan on maybe just dipping your toe in the water and checking it out, get your month membership, your free month membership to Hulu and knock out the Orville for sure. You got them. And since we're, since you're on there, uh, My Hero Academia, check that one out too. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Get your. Hulu's great, oh. but you know, it's, 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 it's another subscription. So yes. I totally get that. Get you your subscription that. to Hulu. Hulu. Listen to the Hulu <laughs> right after you finish watching Oh Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Do you watch the hello? <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? You're not going to know until you watch oh, hello, I but I'm then you'll know. I've been doing that all day. <laughs> I shouldn't. Everyone I talk to this week, I'm going to say, oh, hello. Oh, hello. Have you drank your coffee yet? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yes, so check out the Oroville. What else you got, brother? Um, as far as TV shows, I think I'm, I mean, I granted, dude, I watched so many as you oh, know, I, I'm gonna but be I just, I just love. chose a few, I chose a few, but, uh, the last one that I have for the sake of time is the, the runaways still very That's much good. into the runaways yes. right now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully into that. I'm curious to see where it's going. Not a perfect show, uh, not a perfect cast, but a great story. And it's got me hooked every week and I'm glad. I know that you had mentioned at one point that you were kind of bummed out that they didn't just drop everything for consumption. Yes. You know, for, for streaming. Yes. But I prefer that. I like it because it's telling me, like, if I didn't give a shit about the show, then I wouldn't be waiting for it like I am because I know it's coming on tonight. Totally. At least I think it's coming on tonight. Um, but I like that anticipation because, again, I get to think about it all week long and come back to it and see if, you know, do I still have the same thought about this one as opposed to just taking it all in and trying to process process it rather all at once. So great, fantastic show. It's really and good so it, far. I like yeah, it. I think you'd agree with me, right? Yes, yeah. Totally. So the runaways for sure definitely gets a mention. All right. Let me, all right. I believe you're up. Yes. You you're on deck. These. All right. So the runaways and what, how do you, they watch the runaways before we leave it? They watch it on the Hulu. The Hulu. If you can watch it oh. on the Hulu, it's Hulu exclusive. <laughs> so, Exclusive. So you're gonna have to subscribe. <laughs> you're gonna. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to go anymore. Yes. I'll just keep doing right, it. Here we go. Uh, the first one I have, brother, Vikings, <laughs> Vikings, Vikings. G. Holy crap! What a show. Holy I have not heard any enthusiasm coming out of your camp until you started talking about, I mean, not this show, Dude. but as far as other shows go, granted the Orville, but I haven't heard you get this excited Dude. about a show. Since okay. Vikings. Please, please. Here's what on. I'll tell you. Here's what I will tell you. Ooh, I'm about to piss people off. I'm about to piss you off. I like the Vikings more, or I like Vikings more than this last season of Game of Thrones. Easy. It's not close. I mean, if you're saying that, dude, then I just have to stop, like, hit pause right now and go watch it. Dude, these guys and women are, <laughs> dude, the amount of stuff that's happening when, when you don't have a set up government, there are rules, but the fact, all these moving pieces, how wars happen, how raids happen, how, 
you know, having sons are so important and having a queen. I mean, these and the fight sequences, dude. Man, they go in there ready to shake and bake, bro. And the thing, what what, uh, what network is this on? This is on the History Channel. It's on demand right now. You can watch all the seasons on demand. And History Channel, dude. Okay. The and the lead guy, he's a star. The guy that plays Ragnar is a star waiting to happen. Simple as that. I can't wait for. I I don't know. He might just stick to this instead of doing movies. Maybe he has done movies, but the one who plays him and his brother. I mean, look, dude, it's it's such a good, if you just want something that's not going to have one bad episode, Vikings is it. There's not one bad episode because you might think nothing really happened. But then at the end, you're like, oh, let me shut up. Someone important just died. Because the one thing I like about it is no one's safe. If you're in a war, people die. And it's sometimes people that are very important to the show. But hey. That's a fact. When you have axes swinging everywhere, someone's going to get hit. So it's a really, um, it's a fantastic show. So check out Vikings is on History Channel. Fantastic show. And uh, Down. Done. Uh, the, Consider it done. done. You, tell me what you think about it. Um, the next one is The Good Place. Fantastic show. That's all I have ah, to say Ah, The Good about Place. It. The Good Place that is, is a good so show. good. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be, obviously not going to do all these, oh my goodness moments like the end of the first season. That was a, a moment where everybody was like, oh my God. So The Good Place is a fantastic show. There's not much to say about that. That's a given. Uh, Flipping Kristen Out. Kristen Bell is great. Oh, she's fantastic. Flipping Out is a is a show that not many people, I mean, some people watch, but um, it, it, it's pretty much following this real estate guy, Jeff. He's fun to watch. That's all. He's just always fun to watch. Him, you know, <laughs> he's just a funny guy. So flipping. No, out. wait, hold on, Steve. The flipping out is this a sitcom? Is it? No, a... it's a. It's like a uh, documentary style show. You know, following this like guy. flipping houses. Yes. Is that what kind of yes. something like that. Yes, but it's the best one. It's not like these other house flipping shows. This is like a person we've like. This is the seventh season or eighth season or something. You've seen him go from not really doing it to to really being good. And you've seen him grow through the years. Him and his assistant through firings and hirings. And you've seen people go and come and leave. And, you know, it's really a great show. And so I, lo- I love flipping out. I'll watch it every season. And that's on, um, what is that on? Bravo? Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Okay. What's bravo. going on? I was going to say there was one that I actually forgot to talk about because I, at first I had it written out like we were going to just do like what we've been watching like we normally do. Mm-hmm. And since we're kind of just condensing everything, I actually skipped over one, but I do think it has, it's worth a mention. Go for it. Actually, there was two. But on uh, Netflix, they have a show that's out right now in season one. There's only four episodes to this show. But if you like nostalgia and you grew up in the 70s and 80s, I think this is going to really be something. And you played with toys. This is definitely going to be up your alley. And it's called uh, The Toys That Made Us on Netflix. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so good. It, it really is. It's a good show. There's four of them. Three of them that I, I got into. The one I just really couldn't relate with, but I still found it interesting. Um, episode one has to deal with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So all the Star Wars from you know 1977 on tells that whole story. I'll get back to that in just a second. Uh, season, t- excuse me, episode two is done with, uh, it's all about Barbie. Yes. And like I said, I, I didn't really, you know, wasn't my thing, but I watched it. I did find it interesting because it's talking about 
from the ground up. Who came up with the idea? How they presented it? Um, how they marketed it? The, the the things they had to do to like, you know, when the money wasn't there or they're competing with a company, how they cannibalize different toys to make a certain one for presentation. And it's just, it's very business oriented, but it's still super interesting. Uh, the third one has to do with He-Man. And I was totally down with that. I, I loved He-Man back in the day. So very interesting. And then the uh, the fourth one I haven't watched yet, but it's all about G.I. Joe. You were a G.I. Joe guy, weren't you? Yes, I was very much so. Yeah, you know, Cobra and Destro and all that. Not the old school stuff, but like the Cobra, Destro, 1980s after school cartoon Mm -hmm. was awesome. Let me go back for a second, though. Let me talk to you about the Star Wars one. Now, clearly, I have a Star Wars bias and a love for this this damn franchise. that's just taken so much money from me over the years. I want to tell a quick little story about this one. And I, I think there's more to it. Than I did. I think I kind of told you about this a little bit, but I've been thinking about it. And I'm still not quite entirely sure why this happened, but it did. And I think it has to do everything to do with just the way, like it's the writing of the show. You know, this this show is not made to make you emote. At least I don't think it is. But I had something really kind of crazy happen to me last week. So I'm watching Toys That Made Us. It's the Star Wars episode. And it, like I said, it starts off in 77 and it goes all the way up until modern, you know, until now. But while they were showing this show and they're bringing out, let's get, guys, let me tell you, when I was a kid, I had ridiculously had all of the Star Wars stuff, much like a lot of the, you know, kids did or people my age that did back then. That was my thing. And, um, but it was ridiculous how much of it I had. And at one point in time, it all kind of went away and I only have a little bit of it left now. So that's always been something that's kind of bothered me because I never wanted to get rid of any of it. You know, I'm a grown man, but I'll tell you straight up. So anyway, I'm watching this show and I'm sitting there with Gail. We're watching it and, and it's, you know, they, they talks about, oh, and you know, and this year, this is the, I'm not going to like break the whole thing down for you, but you know, it starts talking about, it'll show a certain figure that came out, you know, and I'm like, oh man, I had that back then. Or it'll show like a snow speeder. Oh, I had that. I remember when my dad took me to see the movie, uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Or it'll talk about, you know, just things like this. But as it's going on, I'm finding myself, and, and, and mind you, I was like totally riding the Star Wars high, okay? But I'm, I'm contributing the holidays to this because uh, not to like bring, make the show into a downer, but... My father passed away January 13th of, uh, what was it now? Gosh, it's been five years now. So yeah, like it was a, it was a while ago, but, um, January of, uh, 2013. And I think because of all the stuff that I did with my dad while I was, you know, as a kid and how much of into, he never really admitted he was into star Wars, but he was always like the first person to go, Hey, this is out. He, he liked living through me, I think is what it is. And maybe he just, that was the one thing that we bonded with or one of the the things that we bonded with. But I'm watching the show, man. And I suddenly start finding myself like my eye was watering up a little bit. It was weird. Like I just thought, oh, that's weird. And and then I think, no, this isn't allergies. This isn't dust in the, in the air. Like it just kept going. And I kept finding myself like, oh, this toy right here is when I played with this friend that's no longer alive. Or when I played with this friend that we're no longer in touch or whatever, you know? And it just hit me so close to home. Dude, I literally started crying watching this show. I'm not saying that anyone else is going to do this. Like, I probably wouldn't be the only person. But whatever it was, the writing of this show and the way that it was laid out in the chronological order took me back to being a kid and took me through all these different experiences I had because I, I loved having those those Star Wars toys meant so much to me. And they still do to this day because there's like emotion and, and experience and, and, you know, attached to these things. 
history attached to these things, not just the, the movies, you know, not the, the actors. I'm talking about life experience with these toys. It was a huge part of my life. But for whatever reason, dude, I felt like Kevin Smith or something because I just started crying watching a show about Star Wars. It was the weirdest thing ever. And I don't know if it was me missing my dad or or just the holidays jacking me up. I lost my grandma last year during the holidays. Maybe I don't know what it was, dude. But whatever it was about episode one of Toys That Made Us made a grown man cry. And like the kind of crying, not like I'm like, (laughs) and I can't talk. You know what I mean? It wasn't that kind of a thing. But I literally was trying to tell my Gail, my wife, what I was um, experiencing. But I couldn't even, it was at that point where I couldn't get enough. Like if I talked, I would just lose it. (laughs) So I don't know, dude. I don't know what to say. I'm not saying you're supposed to be like, oh, that's real. And I, I appreciate that. It was the weirdest fucking thing ever. But for that reason alone, I recommend you guys watch the toys that made us because that's just good I don't know what it is. It's it's it captures nostalgia perfectly. Let's just say that. And that uh, awesome. I highly recommend I highly recommend you guys watch that show. Yes, I'm a crybaby, I guess, but no, I was like, no. I was a sniveling bitch last no. week, I'm telling you, dude. Like Scarface says, I never seen a man cry till I seen. Do you know that so you don't know that? Why am I even going to keep quoting it? No one knows Scarface, never mind. Nah, that's just the movie that got swept under the rug. No, I'm talking about back. the rapper. Jeez, if that wasn't the most damn thing to say ever. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Anyway, um, d- so ladies and gentlemen, what we're what we're seeing right now is if you want to cry, a good, wholesome, good flood <laughs> of tears. Watch what is it? Toys, toys that made us season one. But yes. I don't think I'm telling you guys. I don't think you're going to get that reaction that I got. I don't know if it was just a weird place where I was. I think they might. No, I really. I'll be surprised if you do. Let me know. But I'm telling you, it had everything to do with just like. It locked me into nostalgia dude, and it, it might made be, me kind of relive a lot space, of things. Dude. We might be in an emotional... Remember that freaking video of that kid stuttering? That day, hey, if that can make me cry, anything can. It's over. I will say, man, that as I'm getting older, I do find things make me more emotional as it is. That one totally took me off guard, though. And, and Gail, I guess she thought it was cute or whatever. She was looking Aww. at me like, oh, you poor bastard. But... No, for real, man. Like I couldn't talk. That's the kind of crying it was. I, I wasn't like sobbing. Do the um, but do I the was... in person, do the thing you did at work. How were you talking? I just, uh, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I just remember telling her. I go, I don't know what, what it is, uh, but it's just so beautiful right now. <laughs> I remember. I told her. I said. I said. I've seen. I've seen. The Last Jedi three times this week. And I don't know if it's just all too much, but this shit's making me really cry. Oh my God, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. It is but so good I, that Gail was there. That's it. I'm I'm glad somebody was there to see this yes, ridiculousness. But I would have had the total wrong reaction. You know, I, I you know I'm sure like, you would have. We need to record this. This is because that's a recording time. Be like, tell us no. why you're crying about this. Quite honestly, Steve, I was wondering because now, you know, I've had a, a week to laugh about it, but I was wondering that, like, what if I just turned on what if I just turned on the mic right now, you called totally Steve up and should've. just tried to tell this? It would have been good because I know it would have because I was like in a completely different mindset than I am right now. But I was in it, bro. I was locked into that shit. And I was just so yeah, it really was dope. So for whatever, whatever it was, if no one else has that experience, that's why I'm I'm highly ranking this show as something that you guys should just check out. Because if you just if anything, if you just like to look at the old stuff you used to play with, it's wonderful for that. So please check it out. And then Steve, lastly, and then I'm gonna turn it back over to you. I just forgot to tell you this, and we won't really go into this too much because I know that you can't um, you don't watch this. 
and I don't really want to bore you with this, but I did get to see Doctor Who Twice Upon a Time, which is the Doctor Who Christmas special that comes out every year. And in this one, why it was special is that we got to see the uh, the changing of the guard, the regeneration. We go from Doctor 12 to the 13th Doctor. And uh, what's important about this one is that this is the entry, the introduction of the first female Doctor. I, You know what? I'm not even going to act like I know who this actress is that's is, taking on this role. Yeah, I can her. see her face, yeah. but her name is not sticking out to me. But she's going to be the first female doctor. And um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's cool. I always get a little bit on the an emotional. I won't use that word. But yeah. I love the Christmas specials. And I love when the doctor regenerates. Um, I've been into the show since about 2005 with the... You know, when it, when it came back again. And I just happened to be sick one day watching it. And I got hooked. I kind of fell out during the Peter Capaldi which is uh, for you, Steve, is the last doctor, the 12th doctor. I fell, I fell off a little bit. I, you know, I liked him, but I honestly just wasn't watching the show like I used to. I didn't see any of his last companion, any of last season I did not watch. But I jumped back in again, and I'm curious. I'm curious to see what happens. Oh, and so, her name is Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker, that's it. Yes. I don't know. You know, when, they, when there's an introduction of a new doctor, they really don't do much because that's the weird thing about this show is it'll actually do the Christmas special, and then you won't hear anything about Doctor Who until like August. So for what it's worth, check it out. I, I, like I said, I'm not going to get too much into it. But uh, Doctor Who, well, I'll have to do a show about Doctor oh, Who. Oh, for sure. Days, but this I is, need to, not, I but get this into is not the show. I did yeah, watch one episode. That's it. it. Yeah, I watched an episode where some, got a, some kind of wolf guy came into the situation and I saw a werewolf. So I'm like, oh, I'm watching. <laughs> That's right. You and wolves, man. Yeah, but, dude. <laughs> but uh, no, dude, seriously, like just they, they're all on Netflix. I recommend checking it out. And I would love to talk to you about this sometime. I don't really have anyone to really like geek out with Doctor Who with. So, well, you kind of nice. it's hard because every every podcast that I've heard talking about Doctor Who, the main question is, where do you start? And no one says from the beginning, no Doctor Who connoisseur no. says from the first. No, they'll be like. Uh, about five or six around there. I'm just like, well, what's up with the first four seasons then? Are they that bad? No, it's just that there's like so many years apart. I want to say there was like, was it 40 years? Did they take a 40 year hiatus or a 30 year hiatus? Something like really extreme. And then they uh, they entered with the was it the ninth doctor. Who was uh, played by, um, oh God, Eccleston. Christopher, is it Christopher Eccleston? Is that his name? He was in... Um, Thor to Dark World. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston, that's it. Yeah, he's the one that plays the the first, uh, the new incarnation of the Doctor. And then it goes from him, it goes to David Tennant, then it goes to Matt Smith, then to Peter Capaldi, and then now to, jo- what's her name again? Jodie Whittaker? Yes. And who, where would yeah. you say that people should, if they wanted to get into Doctor Who, what's a good season starting point? I would just start from there and see what you think, because everyone's got their favorite Doctor. You start know, from and, where, and they, they, you can't you can't change. I was from the the 2005 ones that are on that are on. You can actually see the old ones on Netflix too. Okay, At least cool. I know you used to be able to. Okay. But if you go to the newer Doctor Who's where it says 2005 and just start watching, mm-hmm. I think that that's that's a good spot for you to jump into. That at cool. least that's how it was for me. I tried going back and watching the older ones, and it's it's not my cup of tea. I, I don't like watching older. It's weird. Like I don't even like really watching like older movies that are in black and white and stuff yeah, like that. And yeah. that's that's something that's a shame on me because I'm missing a lot of good good stuff. Okay. But for whatever reason, I just it seems very dated to me, so I don't watch that. Um, but check it. I, I think that I would I would be very curious to see what you think about that. Just watching up until at least the the eleventh Doctor and tell you what tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna, I'm Smith definitely going like to my, uh, check favorite. it out because I want it to be like I want it. A lot of things I only check out to be in the conversation. 
And I think that's a requirement. You need to check certain things out to be in the conversation. Even if you don't like them, you need to at least be in the conversation. You know, Doctor Who's one of those things, especially when you like if you were to start from where I'm telling you to, it looks hokey kind of like you kind of have to get past the 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 budget wasn't all there. Do you know what I mean? And you can tell that as the show starts progressing in the 2000s, that it definitely the budget's definitely, you know, getting better. But there's something something like incredibly what's the word I'm looking for? Endearing. It's it's very endearing, but it's also very cheesy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's but I don't mean not cheesy. That's not the right word. Like. Like the props are kind of silly sometimes, you know what I mean. The okay. costumes are a little silly sometimes, but it, the sh- the writing and not all of the time because there's some really shitty episodes, but there are a lot of great episodes. Okay, much like much like um, like the Orville that have some lessons to be taught. You know what hmm. I mean? And, and I I think you I think you could get down with this one. So I'm, I'm, gonna I'm check not going to just wax about it. Yeah, there's too many like things where I, I like oh I can't tell you that oh I can't tell you that okay. kind of thing but I think that you would dig this and there she is Jodie Whittaker I'm looking on IMDb right now yep there she is that's her where's she from let's give her some, uh, some I've props. seen her in is there quite anything? a few things um, I, don't, she, I know she was in Broadchurch that which she was great in which yes. she was great that's the one thing that I can remember her from but do you know what she was in I'm just seeing this right now and I'm having a hard time placing her maybe mm-hmm. you will you're better at the with the memory on these attack the block she wasn't attack the block. That's right. She was the yeah. She was so good. She was the one that they were protecting. Then it's been a minute since I've seen Attack the Block. I have to. You know what? In honor of Boyega, I'm gonna have to throw that one on. Again. Ooh, Attack the Block is a good freaking movie. Yeah, it was, but that, it's been a long time. So now I'm gonna have to watch it. They were kind of alien werewolves. Werewolves, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it, man. I'm still trying to figure out where to insert that, but you've definitely got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I shouldn't be laughing that hard, but I am. (laughs) I'm going to be, dude, I already see myself through the week and I'm accidentally doing it in front of someone. They're going to be like, what? And I'm just going to be laughing. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, so. Um, that is, You're up, man. I'm sorry. Is, I had to tell you those two, but please, please continue. I'm so Doctor sorry Doctor Who you off. is on Netflix, all the episodes? It's on Netflix, but it, you know, if you want to start regularly watching it, uh, season, what would this be? God, what season are we in? I think it's 12? I don't even remember what season we're in right now, but um, that's going to be on BBC, and okay, you'll watch cool. that. That's where it's going to be. That's where it lives. Okay. So I'm going to round off my two with the obvious This Is Us, which was, as normal, incredible. The end. Everyone probably watches it already. If you don't, get on the train. Um, but I'm going to... I got to buy a ticket, man. Dude, you got to watch it. It's so good. But I'm going to end this with something I thought was going to be on your list. Big Little Lies. That was really good. And I just finished watching that. <laughs> oh I don't know why I didn't it. Oh my gosh, dude. Did you see that ending coming? No. Holy no. crap! Yeah, that that was really good, and you know, and I watched it right after you recommended it too, because that's what I like to do. Yeah. I want to see where my where my boy's at, Appreciate what he's it. what he's loving. Appreciate it. And um, wow, really, really strong writing on that show. Uh, I was hooked the entire time. Gail actually has. Did you hear that? I was hooked. I said hooked. I was hooked the entire time. <laughs> but uh, the big little lies, man. Uh, I was watching that with Gail. So good. She still has like three to go. And for whatever reason, she just never came back to it. But I was like, I just blasted those out in one week. And like, I think I did it in a day, actually. I was pretty useless that day. Yes. Great show. Because, and, and there's things, what they do so well. Normally, I hate when they go back in time, forth and back and forth. 
But hearing the comments about what's happening from the normal townspeople, there's one comment where a guy, she's like, uh, the women say, I thought they had finally forgiven each other. And it flashes to a man. He said, women never forgive each other. Like, it's that you see the different ideas that everyone had about what was happening. It makes you, and there, there's a part where a kid is accused of something and you're like, oh, that poor kid. But then they make you think, wait, did he do what they, they're so good. Cause you're like, well, maybe because you start seeing, well, maybe he has a little thing in his brain that they set you up to knock you down. And man, do they man, do that's a well knockdown. Put. I mean, and again, my bo- I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. From Ghosted. What's his name? Oh, Adam Scott is who you're getting at. When Adam Scott, I wish I didn't know. I'm, I'm, well, no, I'm glad I didn't know. And I wish I didn't say that he was in this, this show. Because when he shows up, you're like, oh my goodness, it's homeboy. <laughs> yes. And he does an incredible job of being a normal guy that wants to affirm himself just like any guy, normal guy wants to, but is rest- it's just, he plays the everyman, but it's a guy that all of us could relate to. He's the anchor. And he's definitely a, he's a different Adam Scott. He's different totally. than what you're used to totally. seeing. He's not a, he's not a jokey, jokey. No, no, he grit. He really, he really should be. I think he deserves a nomination. I think he did a fantastic job at this part. Hmm. I may have to agree with you on that, man, because he is completely different. Totally. But he's totally like you're saying. He's a, he's a guy that's dealing with real. Yes. Um, real. He's dealing with his manhood. Yes. Dude. In so many different ways. Yes. You know, like how do I how, do do I be a man in this fashion or do I? You know, he's already he's, you're he's, nailing he's a it man, on but, so many on so many levels without ruining it for people. How yeah, do we? He's become, just how dealing we, with yes. What kind of a man am I going to be in this particular situation? Dude, there is a part on a bench where it's like, yes. <laughs> what would, because yeah, you try to part. consider yourself a man, but when you're confronted, are you going to be that guy? Are that you? Line, and I'm sorry, guys. Sorry to keep it in such a gray area, dude. but that line that he told him. <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Uh, just watch it, guys. Then we can talk it's about it. It's so but good, man. I thought... It was such a threatening, non-threatening thing yes. to say. He finally was like, no. Because you can... He almost tells you his backstory with how he acts then, where it becomes a no more. No, I'm not going to be this... It's just so... And that's Adam Scott's... That's how good he was. And mind you, I'm not a Nicole Kidman fan, but man, did she do a yeah, nor am I. fantastic job. She really does. The entire cast. Who? Let's talk about the cast a little oh, bit. At least, Shaylee Woodley did a great job. She was, um, she was us. She was what? Dude, we, I like her. I like she her. She did lot. a great. She was who we would be going to that community. She's us. She's what ninety percent of people watching the show would feel like going to that community because those people Listen, aren't can normal. We give, <laughs> can we give like a little synopsis of it? Yes, please. So. I mean, I'm not going to read anything. I don't even know how to. Yeah, I don't even know how. Well, let's yeah, let's just wing it. Let's wing it here. Okay. We'll, talk, we'll we'll work this one out together. Okay. As a team, Steve. Yes. The heroes are going to do this. Yes. So, this all takes place in Monterey, Monterey County, or is it the city? It's of Monterey? Monterey. Yeah, I think it's Monterey proper. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I believe you're right. You know, and it, and and it, you got to have some money to live there. Let's just Ooh, say that. So you yes. have all these, and it, it has to deal with 
it's got several different stories, but it has to do all, it's all sort of around this elementary school and all the parents mm-hmm. and their children of this elementary school. Yeah. Are, am I accurate yes. so far? Yes. But I- something huge happens that you work all the way towards. You, you kind of know, they, they sort of, they sort of touch on it just a little bit at the beginning. So you know that you have something to work towards and you do get your payoff at the end. Whew. But it talks about the, the, it's just all the inner dynamics of, you know, you have uh, Reese Witherspoon, and I don't have any of the names handy, Steve, but yeah. uh, you have Reese Witherspoon who plays, oh, God, it's driving me crazy. I should probably pull We can just say pause. Reese, yes. All right, so we're back. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I paused it because I did at least want to give, like, the character names. But you have Reese Witherspoon who plays Madeline McKenzie, and she's kind of like your, your, You've met this woman. If you have children oh, totally. and you go to and you and you are involved in school settings mm-hmm. and school plays and things like that, you have met this woman. Mm-hmm. But she's the woman that, you know, she 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 appears to have it all together on the surface, but she's all fucked up on the inside totally. there. And she's but she's involved in every aspect of your life if you have to anything to do with that school. And Fair she enough? does she seems like Reese Witherspoon would be the person that probably didn't get born into money and just got accustomed to having it. But she still yes. has a foot. She's new money. Yes. She still has a foot in the real world where it's just like, well, no, you know, she still is planted in the real world where everyone else isn't really. The only people are Shailene Woodley, who is the total normal. Oops. I just came in here, barely affording it, wanted to get my kid in a great school. Reese Witherspoon still sees that life and totally understands it and feels comfy in it. She's the yeah, only one Reese- that does. And she, Madeline, the character, yes. takes her under her wing, yes. kind of. And I think that's a good point, dude. Her name, uh, Shailene Woodley's character is Jane. Who Chapman, did a by great job? Who did a fantastic Excellent. job? She's she's fastly becoming one of my favorite actresses. To be Very honest with good. You. Very good. Um, but she takes her under her wing, and I think you made a good point there. I think she did that because she can still she can still see both sides of the coin. Yes. You know, she's yes. new money, but she still can relate to the to the whatever. And I don't want to say old money, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Totally. And that, that that whole dynamic works very well. Then you have Nicole Kidman, who plays Celeste Wright, and who's married to uh, Perry Wright, played by Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård did such Dude. a good job in making you feel whatever you're going to feel for him. So oh convincing. God. No matter what you feel, Whew. it's just he's so convincing in this role. Another Emmy. He's another, another one that really nomination. Needs a, a nomination, oh, dude. Yeah, man. for sure. Holy um, piss. Even his look, the way he looks at people, you're just like, oh, he's that guy. Well, he plays without giving anything away. He plays one of those people, and we've all met this person where they seem to have it all together. But you know that somewhere, oh, yes. if you look in the eyes, there's some dark shit behind those eyes. Yes. Everyone knows this. You know. Everyone knows this, though. You can tell how they interact with him. They're like, he's not all there, though. Yeah. Even her homegirls are like, they're not surprised at anything he might do. I'm like, well, yeah, he's he's different. But the, the dope thing about Nicole Kidman is she's not a born in the muddy woman. She is a what we don't know is that there's something she does really well that she's just not allowed to do. Right. <laughs> and we didn't know that. I accidentally thought a certain thing and she changes my mind on a certain. I'm like, oh, oh, this person's not just this. She's this. Oh, they do such a hook, line, and sinker in this show. Like, yeah, man. Like you said, 
I, I agree with you. I've never been a huge fan of Nicole Kidman. There have been some things that I've really liked her in, but she's just never really been someone that one of my go-to favorite actors, you know, Ooh. but, um, she's amazing in this. She does such oh, a good job. The whole oh, entire cast. Dude, when she's, Everyone from Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, there's a part where I'm not going to ruin it, but she's, um, in a bit of pain on the floor and that yeah. pain she's admitting. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It seems like someone did something to her off camera to make her do It's that. disturbing. It's disturbing. Exactly. Perfect word. It was disturbing to, I had a, I was very disturbed watching it. I was like, I don't like this at all, man. I don't <laughs> like this at all. And it was, ex- she, Nicole Kidman, applause. I mean, Lord have mercy. Applause. So good. Who else is in this? There's a, there's oh, a whole bunch that, of people in this here. Oh, my girl. The girl that is like, <laughs> she is so off the wall. This woman, I forgot who, the, I know you're going to have the name. You're not talking about Laura Dern, are you? Uh, No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's Laura Dern. <laughs> yep. She's off the wall. I was thinking wall, who else dude. is left? She's off the wall. Yes. Yeah, Even is. her she husband is. is like, dude, can we breathe a second? Can we She's hard. breathe a second? <laughs> and we don't know what he does. We never know what they do. They never no. say what they do. They just know he's an eccentric. And um, they make you feel a certain way about her. And again, they change the way you feel about her. Not saying bad or good. But all these people are real. They're tangible. They don't make silly decisions. They're like, oh, that was a stupid decision. Then you realize wh- who that person is and what they do. And you're like, I guess that wouldn't be silly for them to do that considering who they are. But at first they only let you see what they do without giving you a backstory. And you're like, those idiots. And then you see their backstory. You're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Never mind. That isn't so silly. And again, Shailene Woodley and Adam Scott are caught in this weird political joust happening. They're caught in the middle. That's a very good way of putting it, man. They are just caught in this unfortunate whirlwind. And Shelly Wesley's son. They're caught in this unfortunate whirlwind that's happening. And they're just like, I guess we're just here, right? We're just kind of yep. here. And it's so Pro- good. And props to the kid that plays her son, oh uh, Ziggy gosh. Chapman. His name is, the the actor's name is Ian Armitage. And I talked about him recently. He is, I think his name's Ian. It's I-A-I-N. Yeah, I think it's how you spell it. Yeah. But, um... He also plays young Sheldon. Yeah, that's another yes. show that I love. I, I I used all my chances to talk about something, I think, but I love that show, too. But I, the reason that I do love that show is because this kid, this kid is awesome. He's, he's younger in, in this, you know, in this season than he is on um, young Sheldon. But the kid's got chops, man. And I love the story with him. That's kind of what we're getting at. This yes, it more man. or less revolves around him. This whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, in a weird way, revolves around him. He's always intertwined in it. Yes. So he's the one that man, sparks the he sparks the fire that lets you know it he sparks the fire that puts the glow on the political aspects of this whole show. Now there's a reason for us to get to know these people. And I'm like, whoever wrote this, it's it's based on a book. It's genius because it's about him. But even when that's over with, it's still, but this is still hurtling around. This weird mist is still there. And oh my goodness, what a daggone. I mean, this, the last scene of this show makes you go hooray 
and then makes you go, wait, 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 what? What was that? And then it ends. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Abruptly. wait, 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 what was that? You, you, but the thing is, a lot of people are upset because they are getting a season two and people are like, wait, you said it was only going to be one season. I get what those people are worried about. They're worried that they're going to ruin it. Totally understand that. Because where do you go? Yeah, and if you didn't touch this and just left it as it is, its own entity, it's it's perfect. perfect. It really is a perfect story. Perfect. But we'll see. You know, lightning can strike twice. I don't know what they're going to do after this because now it seems like it's all going to be Fallout stuff. Like it'll be a, oh, a season of yes. just Fallout. Yes. You know, because and the thing is, what I do look forward to is there's now a camp, and I want to see what happens with that camp because that could be an impenetrable camp because you've seen what whoever is in this camp. I'm not going to say who makes a camp, but you've seen what they're capable of doing individually. And now that they're a camp, you're like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what do you do to get into this camp? My thing is, you know, you have to wonder if the the significant others that are a part of this, are they in the camp? Are they not? Are they really part of this thing? Because when you watch the show, you'll understand that you have to be a certain part of another thing to be a part of this camp now. And if you're not, you're not really going to be. You guys are going to love this show. Watch it, ladies and gentlemen. Watch it, because um, there's not many shows acting wise that are messing with this. They are oh, they are working at a nine on this show. Yeah, they are working Absolutely, at man. a nine. These people put in a powerhouse movie level performances on every episode. Dude, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I, I'm gonna just add that to my list because now that we're talking about it, wow, what a freaking Jeez. show! You're absolutely right about that, man. And you know what, folks? Just so you know, you know we're being super cryptic about it, but you're gonna kind of know what's going on the moment you start watching it. Yes, from the intro, and it's all it. I mean, like I think it's like the first scene. It kind of just lays it all out there without yes. laying anything out yeah. there. Yeah, and you know, and 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 without. Ah, screw it. It's it's kind of like a it's a drama, but it's also like a like a whodunit. Yes. And I'll just say that. That's, That's it. it. Yes. That's all I'm saying. So check it no out. Oh, uh, what Big Little Lies, HBO Go, watch it, digest it, and we'd love to hear what you think about it. Please give us a write in, and uh, that wraps up all of my um, TV. But I would love to hear what you liked about movies and two, and we'll kind of just rattle these off. Uh, movies on 2017. What you got, brother? Oh man, I got a bunch, and I got to see a whole bunch recently too because uh, you know oh, I'm starting yeah. to utilize that whole movie pass thing. Yes, yes. movie pass. Let me talk about that real quick. That is the best, yes. guys. Just go out and get yourself a damn movie pass. Yes. I'm telling you because you can see whatever. You, it's wonderful. Uh, in short, you can watch a movie a day for the whole year. It pays for itself almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And for someone like myself that has, you know, I wouldn't call this a job, but I have a duty. I have yeah. uh, responsibilities to uphold. Yes. This is the perfect thing for me. So I'm just going to start rattling off some movies, man. And I'll tell you what I've seen recently. And uh, please stop me at any point in time. But these would essentially be some of my favorite movies of 2017. Uh, let's see. Where do we start? Well, I got to see Detroit. And oh, Detroit, yeah. dude. Did you like it? Bro, that's a powerful, powerful movie right there. I, I was really hoping that you had... You have not seen this one have yet. have not yeah. seen it. People said that I'm going to hate Homeboy from... Uh, uh, he's in a comedy movie that I really... That I thought was okay with Jennifer Aniston. I think Ed Helms yes. was in it. They said you're going to hate yeah, him. Yeah, you're going like, to hate him. You're going to hate him. You're, but you know what? That just proves how good of an actor he is. He did he, a... Oh, you, wow. Oh, dude, he's so good in this. He's so fucking good in this. But you hate him in this movie. Wow, you know he's this—he's a 
he's a dirtbag dude but he's and you know and i gotta give i gotta give him props on his name he's he's a very interesting looking cat he like i can see him specific, playing dude he is yeah at some point in time i could see him jumping into the batman lore and playing the joker like, i could see him yes do him and he reminds me of like his little brother could be that ian kid from big little lies will poulter is the person that okay. i'm referring to yeah he's different looking dude uh, first time I saw him was in one of the uh, Chronicles of Narnia movies. Oh, wow. Do you have a good memory? I think it was Chronicles of Narnia. Anyway, I hated him. Yeah. I, I, didn't like, I didn't like him at all. Uh, he's one of those characters that you could just hate all the time, but he's, that's not the kind of character he is. He's great in that movie with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I, And we're doing great dude, with the yes. titles right now, I'm sure. Well, no, I mean, it's not even worth really saying that because it's a silly movie. We're the Millers. Yeah, that was the name was of the movie. We're the stupid. Millers. It was stupid. It was stupid, but it was, you know what? If you're cooking or doing something, have, to have, have a ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not all movies have to have depth. Sometimes you just want to turn some shit on and like forget about your life. Yeah, and, and You want to get your Nacho Libre on, yeah. Exactly. Your Nacho Libre. I did not like that movie. That movie Steve. was hilarious, dog. One of my favorite <laughs> I did comedies. Like, I did like Escalato, though. I thought he was good. <laughs> I need to believe in science. So good. <laughs> um, but Detroit, yeah, it's, it's kind of long. It's like two and a half hours long. Okay. I don't, you know what? This is one of those movies I'm, I feel myself wanting to start breaking it down and I'm not going to. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you right now. It's set in the, you know, the 1967 Detroit riots. And uh, it has to do with these dirty cops and with a bunch of innocent people and the nonsense that happens right there. And it's very powerful, dude. It's very disturbing at the same time. But I, I, I'm really curious what you think about this one here. I'm not going to go into detail because okay. I could talk about this movie for a while. But it's going to be even better if you're watching it. And then we can kind of go back and forth. You know what I mean? Is this Catherine Bigelow? Yes, okay. Catherine Bigelow okay. of Zero Dark Thirty yes, fame. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And it's if you like Catherine Bigelow, you're going to like this movie. Cool. It's super, super deep, though. I'm telling you right now. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, a movie that I know you watched recently, and uh, I love this movie, dude. I really did. I, I love this actor. I, Tonya. Let's talk about some I, Tonya. Did you see it? Look, here's the thing about I, Tonya. Um, Let's talk about some Margot Robbie. Margot is much more than I thought she was. Dude, she's phenomenal. She is amazing at the, especially considering that she has an accent in general, right? In real life. Yeah, she's Australian, I believe. You can't even get a hint of it. But let me tell you who the star of this movie is. (laughs) Let me tell you who the, well, first of all, who do you think is the star of this movie? Uh, I would, I would dare you saying that it's Sebastian Stan. No. No, no, not not. Isn't that isn't that a the Winter Soldier barely recognizable? Right. No, who? But I'm saying, who do you think? I want to know what you believe. Oh man, you know what? I'm actually not even. I'll tell you exactly who is the star (laughs) of this movie. And I know who you're thinking. Other than other than Margot did a great job, but this is a woman that I could watch do everything all the time. This woman is wonderful in every single thing she comes out in. So we're on the same page. Allison Janney. Yep. Who plays LaVonna Golden, who is Tanya Harding's mom. Dude. Dude, she is a fucking superstar in this movie. Like, she's so... so... Just so good and so repulsive. So what is it, though? Repulsive. Yes, she's repulsive. Exactly. You hate her. There's a thing she does toward the end of the movie, and you were like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. It is so repulsive, but she's, I mean, hey, look, I mean, Alice and Janney, she should get 
every award known to him. I mean, but other than Margot, Margot, she transformed herself. I couldn't, you can't even, I mean, when they're doing the flashback toward nowadays to then, you can't tell it's Margot Robbie. You cannot tell. She really, me. I mean, she disappeared into the, she disappeared into that part. She disappeared into the role. That's perfect. And much like how, now this has nothing to do with physically, but um, like the movie Monster. Yeah, Charlize Theron. Charlize just changed and you just did not yeah. see Charlize anymore. It's not that kind of a transformation, but it's like a mental transformation. Yeah. Like she embodies Tanya Harding. That's the best totally. way to put it. All I wasn't a did. huge Tanya Harding fan, but this I got so into this freaking character. Yes. And I started, and this movie actually makes you feel sorry for Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if, would you say that Tanya Harding is a victim herself? She's totally, she's a victim of circumstance, yes. Yeah, victim of circumstance. Yes. That's even better. She was in a yeah. she's in a place like nowadays she would be adored because you know her homemade outfits would have been seen as awesome. She's part of our, you know, we need to uplift these people and she would probably be put on a pedestal. But she was just 20 years off. She was 20 years off. Like right now she would be a super because they would be like, "Yes, we love the fact that she makes her own clothes. She feels like an every person and you shouldn't have to have a yeah. bunch of money to do this and you know, and if someone talked down to her, the resistance would be all over them." I mean, they would just clobber them because they want her to succeed. She was 20 minutes early. She was 20 years early. Listen, it's Tanya Harding and she's famous for some would say, you know, depending on how you see this movie, you know, she's responsible directly for the um Nancy Kerrigan assault mm-hmm. back in a million years ago, 20 years ago, whenever that was. Yes. And that's what people see. And when they see her now, I mean, you've seen Tanya Harding now. Yes. Like, it's bad news, you know? But then <laughs> it's, again, it's here's news. what I will say. I don't see Nancy Kerrigan at all. You don't. You don't see her <laughs> I don't now. know where she is. So it kind of was like it crippled both of their careers because uh, Tanya Harding's only known for hitting her knee Nancy, or from even in the movie, they say some people think Tanya did it herself. You know what I'm saying? And that is how some people picture it. But Tanya Harding is only known for, oh, she was part of that situation. Nancy Kerrigan's only known for getting her knee hit, crippled both of them. She couldn't get past it. That scene you're talking about where they said that she was responsible for doing it herself, when she looked up and turned around, did you not see Harley Quinn? Oh, dude. You, well, you, you're not going to be able to not see Harley Quinn in her face now. That's who you either that or Wolf of Wall Street. You're going to see one of those. It's kind of like a throwout scene, so I'm really not worried about spoiling it, but when she turns around, I just says, "Oh, there's Harley Quinn. There she is." She had that same crazy look in her eye and everything and It was a good man. Dude, this movie It's a good movie. Yeah, I had a choice of what I could go see and I just figured, well, okay, today it's going to be this one. So I went with that and I'm so fucking glad it was I did. Good. Such a great movie. You guys got to see this one. I she's got to be nominated, right? Um, do you think, or do you think it's you think she's going to get that taken? Well, no, because that would be best supporting actress if it was uh, Alice and Janney. No, who better, better uh, get nominated for that. She might, but I think there are. I mean, there. I wouldn't be surprised if she was. I wouldn't be surprised at all if she was. I wouldn't be. I also wouldn't be surprised if there's movies that I'm forgetting about that if something brought it up, I'd be like, oh, that's right. They did a great job too. And so I don't know, man. Cause I, I, I mean, there were so many movies that came out. Exactly. That I'm just not thinking. Since this is the last one I'm thinking fresh in my mind, oh, Margarobi. But if they went back and started telling me what about her and this, I'd be like, ooh, 
That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. This is one of those movies, though, where the next day I'm thinking about it still. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And oh, not yeah. just because the plot it was this crazy plot. It was just her performance was like all of the performances in this movie are fantastic. So good. And that's why, you know, so simply put, check this one out. Sure. If you miss out on this one, you're missing out on something special. For sure. Faux show. What's up next, Hudson? You? What other movies? This is all just 2017 yes. stuff I loved, right? Yes. Okay. Well, let me think about this for a second. Um, there's this little movie that came out recently called The Last Jedi, but I'm not going to get into that. But that is... Of course. Wonderful. Of wonderful, course. wonderful movie. But we, you've heard me talk about this one enough, but I have to include The Last Jedi okay. in the best movies of 2017. Some of you are probably giving me the finger. I do not care. It's my opinion. Um, I got to see Lady Bird. Was another one I got to see. Um, oh, one of your favorites I, of 2017. No, I'm just saying that I recently got to see. There's just movies that are in my head that I'm just talking oh, about okay. right now. Lady Bird, I've heard a lot of people say that it was their, you know, one of the best movies of 2017. I don't know. I think it was a good movie. Did you see it? No. Um, Going I, I to liked see it. it. Going to see it. Yeah, I liked it. I did find it to be a very good movie, but I don't know if it was necessarily one of the best of 2017. Okay. Sorry if I'm kind of all over the place with this here, but I'm just thinking of things that I've seen recently and things that stuck out. Okay. Um, did you ever see Juno? Yes, I did. Okay. So this movie, I, I said this to Gail. I said, is it kind of like a Juno? And it's not because Juno was quirky. You know, it had that 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 independent yeah. quirkiness of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this has a little bit of that, but it's not quite as quirky as Juno. But it is another kind of like a coming of age story and you know it's it's a, it's a love story and it's got its ups and downs and everything but and i don't know how to say this woman's name is it sarsay ronan is that how you say her know. name i don't even try i think it's, i don't try. i think it's sarsay ronan okay. who i loved in hannah she was great, she was in, great hannah. in hannah but she plays she plays a 17 year old girl that's coming up in sacramento and it's basically just going through her high school years and and it's one of those kind of a movies you know what i mean a coming of age movie but it's got some deep things in it i, I found it to be it's it's very entertaining, but I still don't think that it's one of the best movies of okay. the year. But some, so you know what, I may be proven wrong in the with the Academy and all, but we'll see how that one goes. Okay. But I think you, I think you'll like this one. I was kind of hoping that you'd seen it, so you've disappointed me again. <laughs> Yet no, again. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm joking. So watch, but no, watch check it Lady out, Bird. man. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, Lady Bird. Lady Bird is definitely worth a watch. All right. Well, if you if you like Jano, you'll like Lady Bird. I did like the Jano. I did like it a lot. I liked the Jano. I liked it with the uh, <laughs> the Last Jedi. I like the that. Last Jedi, the Itania. You know, <laughs> can't say Detroit. It still sounds the same. No. Detroit yeah. still sounds the same. <laughs> um, let's see what else, man. Uh, gosh, so many. Um, what else is another good one that I that I and I'm gonna try and stick with something that I, that really stood out yes. to me this time. Uh, I liked the Big Sick. I did like the I big think sick. that the big sick was just a great great it was almost like how did someone put it I read this recently it's almost like a horror story in a, in a, in a, in a set into a romance story you know what I mean because there's such deep shit that's that going really on with that one yeah that's true that's you know true. Um, but Kunal just he's, he's freaking awesome so I good mean, and, and I and I never really appreciated him I just pictured him what was like what was something I saw him in that did you ever see uh, Mike and Dave need need uh, wedding dates I never watched it. No. Okay. Well, that's honestly, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with Gunnell and, and, uh, but this, this just shows how freaking talented this guy is. I it's, mean, and it is, it is basically a, an autobiography kind of, right? Yes. Yes. Autobiographical. Him I should and his say. wife wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to do with just, you know, um, loving someone through, 
some seriously dark times. Yeah. Sickness, you know. God, I want to spoil all these. Movies, I liked I it. Um, I like. I like. I I've seen him. I've watched his stand up forever. I remember listening to him on Comedy Bang Bang, and I liked him on. Um, I love him on Silicon Valley. So, I've always followed this guy. Yeah, I did not have a lot of familiarity with him, so it was his, like going in fresh. You'd and love just his stand up. You'd love his stand up. I'll have to check it out. I just he was just off my radar. I think I missed out a lot by not watching or listening to this Comedy Bang Bang. So. Time to go back and like fill in the blanks, you know. <laughs> what else? Let's see. Uh, Logan was another good one. Steve Ooh, loved Logan. That was a good one. That was a good one. A dark way to end a great story, mm-hmm. but if they, but man, talk about emoting. Like that's another one where I'd be honest with you, I kind of teared up on a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little tiny. Mortality, bit. dude. Mortality is definitely something that's on my mind. When I you guess, think because- about the past and how young you were and you enjoyed your youth and now you're older. Um, that's gone. Yeah. And then seeing people having to face their mortality is touching you. How depressing is this? But yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. But Logan is so damn good. It's do you really think good. that one will get any kind of nomination? No. Or do you think it's because it's in the superhero it's genre? In the superhero that it genre. Not going to happen. Unless it's and what a damn shame. Costumes. That's it. What a damn shame. One of the only two. Oh, hell. Was Deadpool in, in 2017? I think it's 16. Okay. Well, it's one of the only two R rated. Uh, superhero movies that I can think of. I don't think of any other ones. Watchmen. Um, Watchmen rated R? Blade. And Blade. Blade was rated R too. Okay. All right. So there's a few. There's a few. But definitely worth checking out. Oh, for sure. And then of course, Thor Ragnarok, man. Which you still have not seen. I cannot believe this, dude. I'm trying to talk to you about movies that you haven't seen. It's gone now. I can't see it. But yes, another one that we've talked about, but Thor Ragnarok was was great. Uh, kind of a comedy, a uh, little bit of a split decision amongst fans. Some people thought that it was it went a little too far with the comedy. I did not. It's it definitely felt more like um like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's something that was like the perfect formula to me. So I highly recommend Thor Ragnarok. And I'm sorry, I'm just gonna round it out here. Uh, another one that I thought was great and more for its style and soundtrack. But still a great movie, and I don't know if you've even seen this one. Was Baby Driver? Did you see still Baby haven't Driver? Seen, I haven't seen Baby Driver either. Yeah, dude, put the politics down on this one. Not that you're thinking of that, but I'm saying put the politics down and just watch this for what it is. Wait, what it's, happened to Baby Driver? A, Was there a politics thing? Uh, well, I'm saying because Kevin Spacey's in it. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can, um, yeah, I can, I can say, yeah. This is, yeah, yeah. I totally because I want to see Kevin um, Spacey, John Hamm. Is it Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright Edgar is the Wright. is the writer, yeah. yeah he's he always that great. Movie. He directed it. Writer and director. He of it, can't, he's it's got amazing. John Bernthal in it. So that means Homeboy um, has to make a cameo. Um, um, Shaun of the Dead. You're talking about Simon Pegg, yeah, right? Yeah, doesn't he have to make a... It's an Edgar Wright movie, so he kind of has to. I don't recall seeing Simon Pegg in this one, actually. What? Um, Unless, and you know what? Maybe if I went back, oh, there he is. But no, I, I don't recall seeing Simon Pegg in this one. And I could be wrong oh, about that's that. Ins- I didn't know that. I thought he made, I thought he was, it was like a thing. I don't know. Because Edgar, Edgar one, Wright did sure. do Son of the, unless I'm losing my mind. Steve's doing research right now, but what I'll finish up. Uh, it's got Ansel Elgort as the star um, of the movie. He plays Baby. You probably know him from The Fault in Our Stars. But he's really good in this one, too. And he's got a bit of a disability that makes him listen to music all the time. I won't tell you why it's that way, but he needs the music in his life big time. Not just because he likes music, but he he literally, he physically needs the music. And uh, it's the way that they play out some of these scenes that I really like. It's it's almost like... um, It's very artistic. It's, It's almost like a performance. Like when music comes on, if you're paying attention, the movie is going rhythmically with the music. 
And they did that intentionally. It's 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 really really cool. But it's like watching like a music video sometimes. But very very stylistic. I liked it a lot. And I highly recommend watching it, dude. I've been hoping you were going to watch this one sometime soon, but hasn't hasn't really uh, worked with you yet, huh? The thing is, you know, I, um, it's been it was on my list, dude. Make no mistake, it was on my list. It was just um, when it was out, there were other things that were priority. But apparently, it's really good, man. You liked it, and now is it good without the soundtrack, G? You know, I think it's worth a watch, a rewatch rather, for me to make that call. But yeah, I think so. I think it's a good story. I will say that there is a little bit of overacting on occasion. Uh, the the I don't know her name, but the one that plays Baby's girlfriend, she gets a little bit annoying sometimes. She's a real cute girl. I just can't think of her name right now. Um, not that I'm not standing in front of or sitting in front of IMDb, but I would say she's probably the weakest part of the movie. Okay. But some of the, just the action scenes are great, and John Hamm is awesome in this one. Jamie Foxx is also in this one; he's good too. Yeah, how so was, it's got it's got the all star cast, dude. Like his his thing, uh, Jamie Foxx, he's hit and miss for me, hit or miss. Like that's exactly what I was gonna say, hit or miss. Yeah, he sometimes I, I like him in this one. Yeah, but he's he's not the standout character, but he's he's entertaining in this one though. You know, I do like him, but this is definitely not a Jamie Foxx like driven movie. So you would say Baby Drivers is one of your faves from the year? I think it, yeah, I definitely would. I definitely think that it stands guy. out of the, some of the movies that I've seen. Look mm-hmm. at this For guy. sure. Okay, cool. For sure. That is Baby Drivers. How I, can we see it? Is it out on, it's on, is it out on, on demand or DVD or? Yeah, you could go to iTunes. I think it's on demand. It's all over. Check it out. It's it's not something that you're going to have to like hunt for. It's it's there. You just have to look for it. I, I would say iTunes would probably be the quickest way to do it. Done not deal. quite to... It's not quite to Netflix land yet, but it should be coming relatively soon. Okay, cool. And uh, I don't know. I could I could probably just keep going on as I'm digging these out here, but I don't want to bore these good folks. Um, <laughs> and then another one that I just saw that I I knew I was going to like it, and I I'm still very curious to see what you think about this one. I don't think I don't think you've seen this yet. In fact, I have a feeling I'm going to have to talk you into seeing this movie. Uh. Because of the star of the movie. And I'm talking about the disaster artist starring James Ugh, Franco. Franco, dude. Dude, dude, give it a chance. It's really, Jeez it's really good. Louise, man. And it's not so much that it has, it really has, I mean, it has everything to do with Franco, you know, because he, he's great in this movie, but it tells the story of the weirdest cat ever, Tommy Wiseau. Do you know much about Tommy Wiseau? I do. I do. I've heard him speak. <laughs> good, because you're probably the only one then, because. That dude's a freaking mystery. He's interesting, dude. He's, I mean, it, I, I don't know, man. Franco, dude, this seems like it just gives him a reason to be weird. And he's weird already. I got a feeling that you, you, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I think you got it out for Franco. I kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, there's nothing that, and, and the other thing is you're super headstrong. That's the thing. I I'm, I'm going to give this a that, try because you are saying I'm putting my stamp of approval on it. I am totally putting my stamp of approval that, uh, on this movie. And I like Dave. I like Dave Franco. Dave's great in this one, too. They're actually really well. I mean, Seth Rogen's in it. He's got a very small part. Allison Bree's in it. Uh, another small part. I think Paul Shear's in it, too. Yes, yeah. he is. Uh, Josh, Hutch- Josh Hutcherson's in it oh, from uh, Future really? Man. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he's him. got a small part, but he's he's in it a lot. No, he's he's good. Like Nothing him. special in this one, yeah. but it was nice to see him. And uh, clearly, he's now part of the um, the Seth Rogen crowd. Oh wow! You know what I mean? He's he's in there. He's like he's like uh, Sandler and his friends. He's going to keep those using the same That's people. Smart. Um, 
what's that guy's name? I know I always say his name wrong. Small part, but I love seeing this guy anytime he pops up in a movie. Uh, Jason Man, is it Mansukas? Oh, Jason Mansukas, you know yeah. Mansukas, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 good. He has that interesting too. voice because you hear him. You hear him on Big Mouth, and you know it's Jason Mansukas. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he has a very interesting voice. He's uh, a Zach he's Efron. a he's a comedy bang bang uh, guy too. You know what's weird about this one is Zac Efron's also in this movie, uh, and but but like but <laughs> when you when I saw when I no dude I, I have nothing wrong with Efron. I know I get it, but, dude. But golly, man. But when I saw him originally, like how he shows up in the movie, I don't know. I must have been slipping because I didn't even know it was him, and I thought the guy was funny. It was a really really small part. Okay, but I thought he was funny, you know. And then he pops up at the end looking like Zac Efron. I'm like, oh, where'd he come from? And Gail's like, oh, he was this guy. You know, oh, okay. But he's good. You have enough good ingredients in this movie to make something really good happen. You know, but, uh, you know what, um, what worries me about this movie is, and this is so silly. It's silly probably, but I'm not going to apologize for it. I always shoot for dreamers. I'm talking about really pull for dreamers that have a dream and accomplish that dream. And I don't like the cynicism of people. We just watch it because it sucks when someone dreamt of doing something and accomplish that something. And then we make a movie about how that something is so bad that it's good thing. I don't like it. And I don't know if dude is in on the joke. I don't think he is. I genuinely You're don't think about Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, I don't think he's in for. Oh, he's so not in on the. Joke. That's what I'm saying. And no. he really dreamt something, and he uh, he did something. No, ninety percent. Okay, seventy percent of filmmakers, even if they're great, are not going to be able to do what he did. And now people are making fun of him. Well, you're absolutely right. But I don't the thing like is, that. that's that's what's so weird about this movie, though, is that. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm all educated on Tommy Wiseau or anything like that, but he's ever since this movie's come out, The Room's been on my radar. And I highly recommend you guys. I th- I'm going to try to put a link in. I always say I'm going to do that. I heard it's a group but thing, I want to put. It's better to go like in a theater because everybody talks and actually repeats all the lines and everything. Yeah, I didn't really get that experience, but it's it's possible. Yeah. But this this movie... I think this movie cost, I think it was like, I think he said $6 million to make. Tommy Wiseau funded this movie by himself, dude. No one knows, no one knows how old to this day. As a matter of fact, I just heard him and Franco on Howard Stern show a couple weeks back. And uh, to this day, no one knows where this guy, and he even says that in the movie. No one knows where where he came from. No one knows how old he is. No one knows how he's made his money. And he's not going to let you know that. He was on Howard Stern and Howard's like, so, uh, you know, so Tommy, you know, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, so many details. You don't need to know about me. What, talk about the movie instead. You know, like he's <laughs> he just keeps, he's kind of like Steve Hudson. He's actually like Steve what? Hudson. He will not say anything about himself, but he wants to talk about you all the time. <laughs> I'm a friend, Steve. But um, no, he's he's just, it's just so funny because no one knows how old he is. And he's probably, I'm just looking, guessing he's probably in the area of, I'd say late 50s. He'll never know. He says he's from, um, where do you say he's from? He says he was born in New Orleans. Oh, dude is dude. not born in New Orleans. No, he's got such a European accent. Um, some people think that he's from Poland, but no one knows how he made this money. He's just got, and there's a line in the movie too where they're like, uh, Seth Rogen goes in. He's the one that's like the, he's like the script doctor, I believe. Yeah. And he goes into the bank to make a deposit for this little independent movie. And the guy's like, uh, the banker even says something to the effect of, oh, no, he, he, he uh, deposits a check. 
And the guy's like, okay, cool, great, it caches. And he's like, oh, it actually cached. He's like, i kind of surprised that that even happened, you know, because no one really believes a thing that Tommy Wiseau says. Mm-hmm. And the guy, like, whispered, the banker leans into him. He's like, yeah, this is pretty much an unlimited account. Like, it's it's a bottomless pit of money. Wow. So, yeah. And that's the thing. This dude, is, he financed this movie $6 million all by himself. And it was just, everything was like, oh, it's no problem. It's never a problem for me. You know, but why worry about, <laughs> don't worry about that, you know. Uh, it's um it's a very interesting movie and James Franco absolutely kills it as as Tommy Wiseau there's a part in the movie it's not always perfect but there's a part at the end where they actually put the the movie that we're talking about as the disaster artist but it's based on a movie that was made called The Room which has been known and is sort of famous for being like the the most the, the shittiest movie ever made let's put it that way and I would have to agree with it from what I've seen. I'm going to put a link up to the highlights of this if you haven't seen this yet. I realize now that we're several weeks into this movie being, you know, we, we've been gone for a while and we I've meant, to, meant to talk about it. But since we didn't, I'll still put a link up so you can actually see the footage of the room. But at the end of um, this movie, they actually show a side-by-side comparison and it's pretty damn good. He, he did a really good job in this movie. So, dude, check it out. I promise you, you won't be disappointed with this one. You will come out liking it. I guarantee it. Will do. I will watch that movie. Cool. Dope. That was easy. That was very easy. I Thanks, Steve. For, I, yes, I trust took you. Took all the pressure off. I trust you. The last one I'm going to say, Wonder Woman. I think that Wonder Woman, at the very least, deserves an honorable mention. Okay. Yes, it's a good. it was a good movie. Yes, it's probably the only gem in the DC catalog, in my opinion, so far. But I know you, don't, I, I know you have different opinions about this movie. No, I liked it. I found it very enjoyable, and I, I think it was worth an honorable mention. Yes, I liked it a lot. I liked, that, I liked Wonder Woman a lot. Oh, okay. I thought you did. It made my list. Oh, it did? Oh, okay. All right. I take back what I was about to say then. I liked it a lot. Let's go ahead and turn it over to you now. What's what's on your list? The first one, favorite movie of the year, Get Out. It's not close. Oh, I didn't even put that in there, man. It's not even kind of close. Get Out was my favorite movie of the year. It made me walk out of the theater like, oh my God. Because it's- your number one pick. Easily. So, I mean, everyone's seen it by now. It's There's no reason to even go into it. But that's my favorite pick of the year. Favorite pick. Um, another Great one, movie, no doubt. Easily. Um, another one, Justice League. I love Justice League. thought Justice League was great. And so that's one of my favorite movies of 2017. Easy. I had a fantastic time in Justice League. Yeah, you really liked that one, man. I did not like it as much as you did. But I'm happy for you. I'm glad yes. that it, it hits you in the right way. I really did. I loved it. It also didn't hit you. It loved it. Thought it was fantastic. You thought it was a bit corny. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't find it scary. I liked the movie. I think the script was amazing. I loved all the kids in the movie. Uh, I don't think there was one bad part in the movie. Uh, I just didn't really find it scary in comparison to the book. And I'm not trying to be that, it wasn't like it in the book guy, but... No, it was good. It was totally a highly fit. entertaining movie. Totally. Fit. Highly entertaining movie. And and that's great. No, I, I don't have anything against it. But there was one thing that we should talk about because I know we've had this before. You you had said that the... Tell me about your scariest part of that movie. What you think was the scariest it's part. It's not even... It's the um, when he came up out of the the projector. That joke was crazy. See, I did. I just found that... That's what I was talking about when I said I found that a little bit corny. I thought I don't it know was why scary. it didn't... 
some people said that it made them jump out of their seats and I just saw a big ass clown in a garage that looked it just looked silly to me the proportion of it I didn't care for that one at all I'm not going to debate with you on this one totally but understand we had we yeah. just had this conversation prior to turning on the microphone yeah I mean so. damn but you know what I what did find do? scary uh. hey sometimes that happens and catch it now <laughs> it's the only time it's going to happen this year and that's still because we're still like you know washing off 2017 yes. but just wait till the year gets rolling I'll never be wrong again no just kidding but I, you know, I did find, I found kind of disturbing that scene where it was the, um, I think it was the Jewish kid. I don't know their name. I can't think of his name right now. It was the Jewish kid and he goes to that, to that house, the drug house. Yes. And then there's that, that homeless person that's kind of like chasing oh, him. Oh, you're talking about in the, the front um, yard. The, um, the leper. There's like a homeless zombie. Yeah. The leper guy. Yeah. The leper. That's what it was. The leper. Yeah. I found that more disturbing than the scene you're talking about. Oh but, yes. But make no mistake. This movie is a very well-made movie. And I think that it, I don't know if it benefited or suffered from having comparisons to, to Stranger Things. You know um, what I mean? I think it benefited because I think it took all the umph out of Stranger Things because the the uh, the dialogue on it was infinitely better than Stranger Things 2. It was just natural. Another Skarsgård joint. A different Skarsgård. Bill yes. Skarsgård. Yes. Time. One of the brothers. Are they related? Yes, they are. Are they brothers? Yes. I did not know that. All of, all of the, the Scars Guards are brothers, I believe. How many Scars Guards? Oh, wait, there's Peter? Yes. Peter Scars Guard or Scars Guard? I believe it's Scars Guard. Is it Scars Guard? It's like S K A R S G A R D. Okay, Scars Guard brothers. Let's see. The Scars Guard family. There is P- Alexander Scars Guard. That's Bill's, who we were talking about Bill's recently. Skarsgård. And it. Gustav Skarsgård. Okay, hold up. Who's Gustav? What's he in? Hold on. Is that the dude from Vikings? It's the Vikings, dude! Is it really? Hold on. Hold on. There's no way that that's the same guy. Oh, my gosh. So, they must... Because dude has an accent, I believe. Or maybe he's putting on an accent in Vikings. Those are some freaking talented brothers. Where are these guys from? Um, it says that. Uh, let's see. Alex- oh, Stockholm. Yeah, they're from they're from Sweden. That is so crazy, dog. What about Peter Sarsgaard? Are they not related? I think Peter. I think he's Peter Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Oh, you're right. That's close. That is very close. Yeah. I bet you he wishes he was, dude. <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so it, fantastic, great movie. Dan says okay. Either way, if you haven't seen it, see it. Um, I didn't say okay. I think it's I think it's definitely worth a watch. Okay, definitely worth fair. a watch. Um, my next choice is American Assassin. Loved that movie. I don't think you got I to see it. Did not see this one. Yeah, it no, was I did really not. good. Michael Keaton was a beast in this movie. <laughs> Michael Keaton was an absolute beast in this movie. Um, I think that uh, if you like the whole assassin thing, there's no question you're gonna like this freaking movie. There's no question. Uh, if you like, and if you like Michael Keaton, it's just Michael. It's Michael Keaton doing the best Michael Keaton, fighting fools, busting them upside their head. You can't beat that. Taylor Kitsch, look, this is his, yet another chance for him to be a superstar. I don't think it's going to happen. They're giving him all the chances in the world to become a superstar. It just doesn't seem like it's rolling. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's not meant to be, dude. You ain't lying, brother. Um, <laughs> so check that out. Wonder Woman made my list. We just talked about Wonder Woman. This is one that made my list. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, agreed. I love Spider-Man Homecoming. 
So did I. I loved that movie. Such a I think good it is movie. one of the better Marvel movies, to be honest with Easily. you. Easily. He's a natural. Um, so that was great. Big sick. We both talked about it. John Wick Chapter 2. That was amazing. Yeah, you were you were very, very pumped when you were talking about that one. So good. Um, Hired Guns, the documentary. I loved Hired Guns. I thought Excellent. that was fantastic. And then to round it off, Life. I loved Life. That alien still creeps me out to this day. I thought of you last night. It was actually on. We were just kind of like trying to stay awake. You know, we didn't do anything last night. So we're just trying to stay awake and life came on. So I, I rolled that for a little bit. Thought of you. Jeez, that is a good movie. That is a freaking, that thing. Oh my God. You um, want to know something? What? I would say, I don't know if it's more suspense or horror. I think both, to be honest with you. I think that movie, even though it didn't do as well, is scarier than it. Um, I would say that it creeped me out much more than it. Yeah. Cause there's scenes, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It had that. that I felt oof. it didn't have. There's a, there's a part where no one knows that this thing is on someone's body. That is horrifying. Absolutely. Horrifying. You know what? I feel like this one's out of range to where we can at least spoil it a little bit. Yeah. And I'm talking about when the scientists, when when they first got this thing and they were checking it out, it was starting to grow. And then when it finally grabbed a hold of his finger Whew. and crushed his hand, Dude. I'm like, oh, no, this is no joke. This is going to get nuts. Well, it was it definitely did. boa constrictor-like. Every time it moved, yes. he moved, he would squeeze a little bit more. And then when he, remember yeah. when he did it to his leg? They didn't know where it was. And all of a sudden they cut off his pants yeah. and it's just sitting there. Oh, bruh, 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 I was like, yo, man, we can't be going to no Mars. And if you do go, you ain't coming back. I got to tell you that it did pop into my head. That movie popped into my head when they recently talked about finding bacteria on the side of the space station. Dude. I think it was this. Maybe I'm, I hope I'm not butchering that news article, but it had basically they found bacteria that they are considering that it might be extraterrestrial bacteria. And it came back. Is it coming back or did it? So I tell a hell of a story, but (laughs) you and I were, you and I were having a a conversation about this here that it it should not be brought back to earth. Like let's not, let's not uh, make life imitate art, you know? (laughs) I mean, dude, it's the beginning of a. It's, be, it's the beginning of this story. How many times do we have to make this story? How many times? To when people to to the point where people are just like, you know what? Maybe we should leave everything where it is. I don't know, man. Well, we're always so quick to. That's the thing. That's human nature, though. We want to. Ex- yeah, you know, we're always. We want to keep expanding and exploring, and and it's not like it's happened yet. It's happened a million times in in cinema, but. One of these days, that's going to bite us on the ass pretty good, I think. Oh, for because sure. Because to think that we're the only, you know, we're the only, like, life in this vast universe is pretty insane to think about. Best will case scenario. Meet, will we ever have contact? I don't know. We might. But but I'm not entirely sure I want to find that out. I think best case scenario, it's a Oroville situation where we run into a very advanced us in space. That's best case. I'm just hoping it's not like a day the Earth stood still where they've decided, you know what? You guys are way too jacked up. We need to just reset. Well, technically, it was great. I was reading a scientific article. Well, it was by a scientist. A scientist was saying why he thought AI, and I'm going to also put this on aliens, would destroy us. And he says, look, when you want to build a house and there are ants there or an anthill, you don't go up to the ants and say, hey, we need to build this house. What do you guys think about this? 
No. We need you to move. We, well, they're like, no, we're so vastly superior to you. Why would we ask? We know that this is a better thing for us to do. He said, mm-hmm. so aliens or robots would look at us as ants. We don't need to yeah, how debate often? with you. We're going to do yeah. what we're going to do because you guys can't even think on our level. Why are we debating? So, yes. How often does the giant shoe drop on life that you don't even know is there? Exactly. Or that you deem insignificant so it doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, I don't know how many times I've seen a spider go by just crush. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like if I'm in a, in a, in a, if I'm in the universe and I'm noticing that all the planets are doing fine except one is polluted, what is it polluted with? These parasites. Oh, can we just get rid of them and, and the planet will go on? Yeah, we can. Totally. Oh, okay. Well, they're... Um, that's simple, huh? Yeah, Let's that's simple, it. yeah. Yep. They're ruining that planet. They're ruining it. So how about we just call it a loss? Take the L. Okay. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's terrifying, dude. I, I don't know if we'll ever find that. I personally hope we don't. You know what I mean? I like I just not. think that. And I, and I hope if they're tuning into what's happening, it's not like now. You know? Well, the thing <laughs> is, wait. I don't. Let's figure some things out first, and then and then they can tune in. On if us. an alien, if aliens do populate the Earth one day, and they come here, and I'm like, so what are you here for? If I get a chance, and they're like, oh, we just want to, you know, meet up. I'm like, you're not here to destroy us. No, I have to ask why, why, why not? Why aren't you here? <laughs> I'd want to know, but like, why isn't that the first thing you're you're gonna do out of curiosity? I hope I don't spark something in their brain. They're like, you know what? Yeah, I was like, don't don't, don't do the power <laughs> like, of suggestion. You know, they might be looking at me like, you know. That's a dang good question, bro. <laughs> Do you remember that guy from that podcast back in the day that uh, he ended up causing the destruction of the human race? Yeah, he was on to something. But hey, <laughs> um, so ladies and gentlemen, we're done with our movies, but there is still one thing, two things actually, to talk about, and that's music. What have you been caught up on music? Music that has tickled the fancy. Dan, what do you got for our listeners and myself? You know what, man? I have not, it was weird. I was looking... I wanted to pull up and see like best albums of 2017, Mm -hmm. you know, and just a little bit about me. I'm sure you already know this, Steve, but a lot of people don't like I'm a big music guy. Mm -hmm. I love music and I've always back in the day. I used to really be into finding like the next best thing, the next new artist. I was constantly doing that. That Mm -hmm. was like that was my thing. That's what I did. I was always looking for new music and I'm finding as I'm getting older, I'm kind of cool with what's what's there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying? Like I don't in other words. To, to put it lightly, Steve, I don't really have a lot of new music that I'm going to be talking about okay. for 2017. But I'll tell you a couple things that did hit me, right? Hit me with it. I'm going to tell you about the album that I listened to most in 2017. And it wasn't just this album, but it was this particular group. And that group would be Run the Jewels. RTJ3 came out January what? of 2017. I love me some Run the Jewels, man. RTJ2 is my... It's it's timeless to me. Like that is going to be an album I'll listen to forever. I really do think that. Um, but Big Mike LP, amazing flow. LP is just a freaking witch doctor when it comes to making beats. And uh, yeah, that they grabbed me a lot. But I've been listening to a lot of Run the Jewels this year. Um, I also have been listening to a ton of the Foo Fighters. We've always we've had a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I but you know what's weird is I got back into this thing. I've been listening to a lot of eighties music, to be honest with you, dude, I've just mm. been listening to eighties music for mm-hmm. forever. I, you know, sometimes I'll go through a phase where I'm just listening to nothing but like funk or listen, you know, whatever. Yes. But eighties has been a real big thing with me, particularly when working for some reason, it's like, if I'm not listening to podcasts, I'm listening to like eighties music or like run the jewels, not so not necessarily safe for work. But then of course, you know, that takes us to the next, um, 
amazing group that I've kind of like found love for again, even though I've never stopped loving them, which is Foo Fighters. I really got into Concrete and Gold, their last album. And the tour, like I talked about a few shows back, was just amazing. I have a feeling you're going to have some things to say about the Foo Fighters. So we'll, we'll save that. And uh, lastly, uh, two concerts that I went to this year that were pretty much mind-blowing, moving concerts. One of them was the Foo Fighters concert. Uh, I love anything they do. Mm-hmm. But one that really surprised the shit out of me. And I cannot wait to see this band again. And I've really kind of dove into their music. And it's not for everyone. Um, it's really not. But it's very, very emotional writing. The lyrics are amazing. And I just like these two guys. You know, they're like they're like two young, nice young men. It would be the uh, 21 Pilots, Steve. The 21 Pilots. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> they had um, their last album, Blurry Face, just killed it last year. Okay. And... I got to see them back in, I think it was February. Amazing show. They, I didn't even know all of their music yet, but they know how to like, from the moment that they walk on stage to the time that they leave, it is a show. It's a spectacle. It's something to see. They know what the hell they're doing. Just two guys, two man band. Uh, another one of those, you know what? I'll have to send you some videos just so you, cause I know that you're, you're really into like the theory of how that they, they come with their music, you know, how they, they produce their sound and what made them go that route and their struggle of getting from point A to point B. This is another one of those bands that one of these days is going to make an amazing documentary. Hmm. And, uh, and of all people that turned me on to 21 pilots, I mean, I heard them on the radio, but the one that kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it was my daughter. Awesome. So I give mad props to my 14 year old daughter. Cause she turned me on to these guys. Dope. And they, they have yet to do their best work, but you will know 21 pilots to be a famous band. One of these days, like a really famous band. One of these days. That's what I think. Dope. That's about it. I didn't really have a lot of music, and that's weird for me, man. Because you know, I can I can talk about it all day long. But when it comes to just things that I was like that that moved me, those were the three really: Run the Jewels, the Foo Fighters, and also a Twenty One Pilots. That's it. The Twenty One Pilots. The Twenty One Pilots. So yes, yes. Um, I think for me, um, the first very pers- different genres, by the way, too. Yes, and which is good. Um, I think the the in hip hop, the thing that really got me was um, Royce the Five Nine's bar exam. Now, for those who don't know Royce the Five Nine, he's a Detroit rapper. He actually came up with Eminem. He 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 um, has a duet with Eminem on the Slim Shady LP with Bad Meets Evil. And people, you know, they liked him. But he has an album. It's a free album called Bar Exam. Woo-wee! The dude has. I like that word. I like that word free. Holy cow, man. Dude has some lines and no one's messing with him. There is not a an, a rapper right now that's messing with Royce the Five Nine. Nobody. And he's a grown rapper. So uh, that's the one that, but I've always been a Royce fan. So check out Bar Exam 4. And my thing, I think it's Bar Exam 4, but it was released this year. He has a few Bar Exams, but the one released this year, I think it's Bar Exam 4. Um, the person and where can hey really quick on, where can we find that normally if you google um bar exam four there's a bunch of free links that'll probably link it to you dat piff is probably the most the easiest way to get it bar yeah dat piff is probably the best way to download that hey you know what's interesting about that since you're talking about a free download uh getting back to run the jewels this band's huge now, and I'm sure if you don't know their music, you've probably heard their names. You're going to hear a lot of them when it comes to, uh, matter of fact, I think they're doing the main song on Black Panther. Yes. But they also put their albums out for free. Which is dope. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. But, I mean, 
I guess because they're just making so much money on merch and touring is, but you know, it seems like back in the day, that's how they used to make their money. I think they've actually accepted the fact that people are just going to download this regardless. Oh, so they sure. might as well put it out for free. Yeah. You know, it kind of like, it's like bait to get them into like, and they got me. I was like, Oh man, I can get all of these albums for free right now. The days I, I took of every single one of them. Pay for stuff is over. Yeah. Those it's sad, but it's sad, but I guess it's just another way of just, of getting your name out there. You that's know? it. That's it. Um, but the, per- the thing that I normally don't get into new stuff. Um, the person that I, well, the, yeah, it would more be the person that really, and you're the one that hit me to him is the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. I'm not a person that likes new music. I don't, I normally just sit in what I'm comfortable in, but his methodologies are so fun to listen to. And the music is great. You know, he it, very few people come from a very, very popular band and blast off anyway. You know, we're talking about George Harrison, Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson. These people, it's hard to go from a massive band to a solo effort. It's just hard. And Paul McCartney, it took him a while. It took him some albums to get Wings to where it was. And, you know, Foo Fighters just blasted off. They went from Nirvana to... Um, blasting off in a in a a time where it was it should have been fairly easy to get a one hit, which he did. But as time changed, he was still able to be that one rock group on the American Music Awards or the Grammys. He was able to still hold his place and put out good music. Um, so I really appreciate you appreciate you uh, hipping me to the Foo Fighters because they're just a really solid band with really good fun songs. And if you think it's a corny song, nine times out of ten, Dave Grohl himself will be like, "Yeah, it was corny." He's he's not he's not out of the loop. He gets it. He's like, "Yeah, you know, it was just a fun song to put together." What are you gonna do? And when you when you're saying new music, you're just meaning new to you. Yes, new to me. I don't do music that's gonna be introduced to me. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I have all the music I need. In general, I'm good. But man, I tell you. Foo Fighters is, they're just a fantastic band and D- and Dave Grohl is an amazing writer. He knows how to write really a good is. song, you know. Uh, you may not like, I mean, even if you don't like, say you don't like some of the songs, there's enough songs to warrant purchasing his album. There's no question. You like enough of them to purchase the album. So uh, Foo Fighters, if you don't know them, if, if you're listening to this and you're like myself and we're amazing, you know, basically soul R&B, hip hop, check these guys out. And if I was going to say something to my soul R&B rap dudes, if there were two songs I would say that you'd probably want to listen to to actually get a palate tasting saying, oh, I can understand why someone likes this. I would say you would probably do All My Life first. Good, good song. Um, And then you're going to do Bridges Burning. Those are the two that's oh, going to get your nice pull, Steve. You're I'm gonna, surprised that you pull from that album. Man. Yeah, that's the, oh. Did, now, did you? I know I gave you like a pretty huge list. Yes, or a, a, like a playlist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other albums, or is that just one that you heard from the playlist? All the ones I heard from the playlist. Oh man, yeah, that's such a such a freaking good album. That's my favorite one. Wasting Light is such a good album. Yeah, those. Two, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, man, no, no, but you, no, no, you, no. You hit me with that pull. Yeah, those are the two that if you like the music, I like. Those are the two that are going to be like, oh, wow, these are these are really now after that, you can go into the, you know, just listen to the best ofs. 
Um, but after that, once you get a little bit deeper, I would probably, um, I would probably go with, go immediately to Monkey Wrench. It's fun. I had a feeling you, I had a feeling you were going to yeah. say that song. It's fun now. Now you're back into the, I'll be like, okay, cool. This is where, you know, now, oddly enough, I would then jump to, um, this is a call. It's a Another cool great song. It's a very cool song. And then I would go dark again and go to stacked actors. It's a, Damn, you're getting some good ones. It shows you that they are a musical group because it's hard to play the bossa nova style that they do in the beginning. That's not yeah, a normal dude. thing. No, no. And that's, I, you're, you're preaching right now. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so it shows them that, hey, we're a very musical group. We all can play. This isn't just, we're just hitting the... Uh, <laughs> The distortion and going crazy. What stacked actors show is, oh, guess what? We are our legitimate musicians also. And that's a big deal for me. Um, now, I wouldn't, the thing is, I wouldn't even touch my hero because you know it already. Even if you don't know it, you know it already. And that might make you say, oh, these guys don't do it. Because that's not even representative of what they do. It's just a great concert song. But I wouldn't even see that's a big representation of what they are capable of. They're very, um, if you want to go to a song like that, I would immediately go to um, Big Me. If you just want a fun song, go to Big Me. Because there are totally, that's a, a song that you could be like, oh, this is fun. And they're conscious of how fun it is. They, they're conscious of it. It's not a shock at all to them. Um, now, and then from that, I would go to low cause low is a freaking amazing song. It's Look at this guy over I here. I would go to low. And so after that, I would say, just go and have a ball with everything, uh, everything else. But those go, um, dang, I don't know though. I would either go low and go to breakout, put breakout, you know, put breakout after monkey wrench, go monkey wrench, breakout, then everything else I just said. So go monkey, which then break out and go, go from there. So all you soul people, I guarantee you listen to the songs in the order. I just said it. You're going to like the Foo Fighters. If you don't um, email us, I guarantee you're going to be a fan because that list of songs is going to give you, um, there's nothing to be like, oh, well, they don't really have funk. Yes, they do. Because at the end of all my life, when he's saying done, done, that's funk. He immediately goes into a fun, uh, like a slow bob where you're like, okay, they got a little rhythm to them. <laughs> they don't, they're not totally out of the rhythm, um, the rhythm jazz. And you can't say they can't play because stacked actors show you, oh no, they can play and they can play a few different styles. And you can't say they're not fun because Big Me and Monkey Wrench are totally fun, silly songs. They're just really cool, fun songs. You're going to have a ball with this group. Check it out. Tell me what you think. That is my spiel. And you know, and one thing too, if you want to kind of want to see what they're, how seriously they take their music, I think they take their music very seriously. Yes. But for instance, like you're saying, Big Me, there are videos that go with some of these songs, man, where you can tell, okay, they, they do like to have fun. They're not just, you know, it's not, it's not a band that takes themselves too seriously by any means. No. They want to be, they want to have fun. First and foremost, they want to have fun and they want to rock. And that's exactly what they do. You know, they're, and also this, the, just so I can add a little something to that. The songs that you've listed for them to give it a try to, you know, fans of soul or fans that maybe don't, don't listen to that type of music, 
you're spanning the course of about 20 years right there. That's crazy. So I, it's didn't, very, I didn't know that. Very, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, it's wow. a very good sample of, of what they can do. And there's so many more. So, I mean, if, Where was Stacked Actors? I think he said Stacked Actors was on... Um, oh, God, you're making me think about this one for a second here. Was that like years uh, and years ago? That one, I would say, came out in like 2005-ish. Damn, just just, a, just a, a guess. Ago. That is a minute Just ago. a guess, dude. Yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's been around for a while. Quite a while, actually. But that's the thing about this band, and, and that's what Gail said one time, too, is that they never really write the same song. They just keep coming up with different sounds and different styles and, you know, and you can hear influences of things, but they're not afraid to take chances. They don't give a shit if you don't like it, but they, maybe they do. I don't know. They really do seem really, they really seem very, uh, like it's their mission to make sure that you have a good time when you see them live. You'll see what I'm talking about. I I think think you're going to go see them in September. Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, that's why I'm like with the soul people, you got to hook them. And, all my life and bridges burning are gonna hook them for sure. If you're a musician, especially, it's gonna hook them, no question. Because all my life might be the best rock song in the top, at least in the top five best rock songs I may have ever heard. I may have ever and heard. And it really translates. It translates live very well, too. I mean. Like, they know. They know that they said. Matter of fact, I think they said that they can't play a show without that one. Because they, they know that if they're having, like, a low moment in the show, maybe it's not. The crowd's not where it normally is, you know, that they're used to. As soon as they play that song, it all just amplifies. And they're, they have them again. You know, that's, that's that song that they use for that. And, you know, it's funny because on. Um, this is for my musicians. I'm going into deep. Um. For all you musicians out there, there is a thing they do on um, Burning Bridges where there's a break every four measures where it's like, and it's perfect. And I'm like, oh, well, that's studio work in the middle of the verse, the studio work. Live, they do the exact thing. I saw them do the exact little break. And I'm like, dang, how are they doing that? Which one's sliding down the guitar and which one's I don't know how they're doing it. Maybe my musician friends out there can see it, but it sounds amazing on my headphones. But when they do it live, you're like, oh my God, they do that live too. How are they doing that? Which this, song was that you just said? Uh, was, burning Bridges. so many different ones right now. Yeah, Burning Bridges. Did you know they, they did that? They recorded that all analog. I think that I was I saw actually, that, yeah, no, in that his was garage. The, yeah. Yeah, that was on the that documentary. That junk, I don't know how they're doing it. And to give you a thing, they're like, and I don't want to wait no more. That thing you I just did, when you hear it done on the album, you're like, yeah, that's deep. But it's in in the studio, you can do anything. You can do anything. They do the exact same thing live. And it's so freaking cool. It's so freaking cool. So to my musicians, you're going to like it. And you're especially musicians, you're going to like Monkey Wrench. Because there's a, um, they do a bunch of breaks exactly at the, I mean, the breaks are really cool on Monkey Wrench too for you guys. And the ending is exact. And so you guys are all going to really, really enjoy uh, from musicians to people who just like soul and all that stuff. You're going to enjoy the Foo Fighters for sure. Hey, I know I just talked about this too, but if you're listening to the show for the first time and you're, you're interested in this Foo Fighters conversation, 
do yourself a favor, go to Netflix and watch it back and forth. Foo Fighters back and forth. I would have put that on my best from 2011. Up. Yeah, I, but it was But it was an old yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I would have put it. Rewatching it, I was I, I was kind of with you on that too cuz I rewatched it, you know, but it's it so isn't good. it does not qualify, but it's such a great documentary. So check it out. You'll you'll definitely have a better understanding of the Foo Fighters and I think you'll see what we're talking about, but it's also going to be a great example of what a cool dude Dave Grohl is and how important this man is to rock and roll right now. And He's super here's important. Here's the dope part. There's a part in the documentary where they're in the middle of recording. Okay. Now, mind you, this is from a father. They're in the middle of recording and his daughter's like, you said you were going to swim with me. Everyone's in the studio. He's literally recording. Yeah, Literally in the studio recording. Part. And he's, he's like, hey, baby, I got to write a little something. He writes a few lines. The next scene, he is swimming with his daughter. Then he's coming back into the studio wet to keep on recording. That's a man right there. That's not just a good musician. That's a father. It's over, dude. He's a well-rounded cat. He man. is a well-rounded I'm sure he's cat. Not without his, I'm sure he's not without his problems, but he's he's definitely the coolest dude I can think of right now. I'm well, I'm going to... Uh, there's no question I'm jamming with Jay, Dave Rowe one day. I know I'm going to. It's a fact of when and what we're going to play. <laughs> All right. I'll have to be there for that for one. For sure. Because I'm going to know every... I'll, I'll like, carry What your... song do you want to know of your greatest hits? What song do you want to play? Well, which ones do you know? I'll be like, I can play them all. Go ahead. Oh, that's a bold statement, my which friend. Which one do you want to do? Because, I mean, they have been a, practicing any foos? Well, I know the song. Since I listen to it, I know how they go. There's nothing that that's crazy, like weird chord changes. All of them. The only thing that's weird is these little breaks he has. His drummer's crazy. His guitars are crazy. And they're doing these. The chords aren't crazy. It's just what he's doing. You know, even Monkey Wrench, all the chords are normal. But the bump, 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 okay. All of them are normal chords. But how he places those chords is what makes the song. It is insane, man. He's just a good, even the um, the um, Burning Bridges, that that's something anyone can do. All that stuff is easy stuff. It's how he does it. It's how it's placed. That's yeah, all exactly. it is. Because if someone's like, name a chord that, you, that uh, Dave Grohl does that you can't play. Guitars would be like, well, if you know G, A, all those, you then I can play. Be like, yeah. But can you do, can you write that song? No. We all play the same chords. We all have the same eight notes or 10 notes, however many. We all have the same C to C. It's how in the world are you playing those in-betweens? He is ridiculous. You know what I want to hear? What? I want to hear a piano cover of Everlong by Steve Hudson. You know what's funny? You know what's funny that you say that? It's so funny that you say that. I was thinking, this is a different song, but I was like, how hasn't any soul person redone all my life? That Hmm. is ready to happen. The roots would destroy all my life. If you just have it like done, done, that beat through the whole song, it would be a destruction zone if you got the right person singing it. I I can totally tell it. Huh. I can totally tell that you fell down a rabbit hole at one point, one evening, watching YouTube with Foo Fighters. I can tell. But, and, and because of this, I'm sure you are aware that Prince has covered the Foo Fighters, right? No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? What did he yeah, do? Yeah, dude. I, I want to say it was on the Super Bowl, dude. He, he did Best of You. No. Yeah, you can see it on, you can pull it up right now on YouTube. He, he does it. And what did Grave Dave Grove say about that? He said that uh, 
oh god it's been a while since i've i've seen that part of him talking but basically it had something to do with like he was he was just around and his friends started calling him up like dude turn on the television like prince is playing your song right now it was you know what it was in one of those you were the one that told me about that it was when he um one of the videos where he met prince yes and i think did you hear the one the uh youtube video it was a recording of the howard stern show when he's talking no. to howard stern. i think it's on that one and uh He's talking about that. Yeah. So he heard that Prince just because Prince wanted to jam with him. You know, that's yes. right. And Prince wanted to jam with him. He goes to he, he does a little bit of jamming with him. He's like, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. When do you want to do it? Well, how about next week? Uh, OK. And then he like never calls. Yeah. him again. Like Prince just like just dismissed him because okay, Prince did what he wanted to do with Dave. It was like he was he, he collects people. <laughs> you know, well, I mean? you know, it, uh, it's funny because he collects experiences. Yes. And but he, the fact that he knew Dave Grohl was there means he, he actually appreciates Whenever your music is appreciated by, remember, Prince doesn't cover many people. To right. you be in that handful of people that he covered, the handful, that's crazy. And it was such an honor to Dave Grohl, too, because he's like the ultimate Prince fan. He loves Prince. I don't know if you knew that or not, I but he's not a huge that. fan. Yeah, he's a huge fan of Prince. So when all this, you know, when this happened, he got the chance to jam with him. That was like a dream come true for him. But to hear Prince doing Best of You on television blew his mind. And the funny thing is Prince never worried about getting sued. No one ever was like, how dare you use my song? Everyone that does it was like, wow. Thank you. Thank you for for using my song. Yeah. Yeah. He's on that level. I know I would be that way. Dude. But so that's my music thing. But we have one more thing to do before we leave. I have a surprise for you. What's that? I like surprises, I think. I think I like surprises. What is it? So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the portion of the show called Is Dan the Man, where we, Steve and Dan, get to find out if you, our loyal listeners, are smarter than Dan the Man. Is he the man? We apparently get to find out if I'm the man, too, I guess, huh? Now, this is the Happy New Year's version. So, every single title that I'm about to give you the clues to has either happy, new, or year in the title. Oh, man, you're setting me up for the first day of 2018. I hope I do well. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and you will not be timed. You just have to get it in a certain... Just just get it as quick as you can. All right, here we go. I guess if I don't, there's nowhere to go but up, right? Exactly. Number one. This 2006 animated comedy involves a penguin who can't sing but can tamp dance something fierce. That would be Happy Feet, Steve. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) He gets number one. Out the back. Number two. This 2009 comedy starring Jack Black is about two hunter-gatherers who encounter biblical characters and eventually wind up in the city of Sodom. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, that was with Michael Sarah. Yep. That would be called Year One. That's it. Ladies and yes. gentlemen. It was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. It was bad. All right. Number three. A normally law-abiding citizen is sentenced to a year and a half behind bars to face the reality of how life-changing prison experience, a life-changing prison can be in this series, which began in 2013 and stars Taylor Schilling. Can you give me the synopsis one more time? I'm fully going to guess on this one. A normally law-abiding citizen is sentenced to a year and a half behind bars to face the reality of how life-changing prison can be in this series, which began in 2013 and stars Taylor Schilling. Uh, 
I have no idea, man. Orange is no the clue. new black. Oh, new. Never mind. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, no, don't worry about it. That's okay. What's her name? Taylor, Taylor Schilling. What is it? Taylor Schilling. And her character's Piper. Yes. Right? Bingo. Okay. I'm not saying I would have got that, but that one just went over my head. I don't know why I was thinking. When you said Taylor, I was thinking a guy. So, okay. Never mind. Not, well, not one of my favorite shows. I'll say that. Yes. But go on. Totally understandable. Now, in 1863, Amsterdam Valen returns to Five Points seeking revenge against Bill the Butcher in this 2002 movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay, good. I was like, how does that fit into your game? The Gangs of New York. Yes. yes. Excellent movie. And number five, ladies and gentlemen, in this Caprio, Caprio, in this 2005 comedy starring Steve Carell, a nerdy guy who's never done the deed only finds pressure <laughs> mounting when he meets a single mother. That movie, Steve, would be called The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, a, four out of five. <laughs> that Not too bad. Not too bad. Here is Dan. The man, dude, you killed it today. Thanks, man. Those are those were those were friendly questions. We'll say that. Come on. But that other one, I yeah, you know what? I don't know. I'm again. I always fail like with the easy ones. I should have gotten oranges the new black because you said right there, happy new and year. It's got to be in there. I just wasn't thinking. So how did you know year one? That's a hard pull. I don't know how I I saw the movie. Believe it or not, but that's a hard. I've been trying to forget. It's hard (laughs) to remember. Even me, I was like. Yeah, that would be hard because that it kind of went under the radar, and that's an odd name of a um, movie. I'll be honest with you; I really don't know how that one stands out. I really felt that was like a terrible movie. That movie but, wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't. That, but you know, I was gonna give you um, Happy Death Day, but we, it was too recent. You just saw that. I feel bad, man. I, you know what? I'm, I promise you that I'm gonna. Here's one of my resolutions: I'm gonna come up with more games for you. You've been so gracious with these games that you've been doing for me. And, I have and a ball with it, them. man. So I look like that I, I is one of that. the things I really, really, really like through the week. I spend so much time thinking about a good game. Happy the Happy New Year one I had planned like three weeks ago. Look at you. So I already knew planning. that that was going to thing. And my thing is, every game is going to be like if there's a uh, if there's a holiday coming up, it's going to be centered around the holiday. I like it. I like themed games. Or it's just going to be, I'm waiting for you to go ahead and, and uh, the next time around, I'm waiting for you to pick up that uh, Dangitude and Longitude. One day you're going to have to pick it. But we'll see. Well, I don't know. I don't feel like failing today. I Dude, have a feeling I will. Hard, you you want to th- throw one at me? Uh, I'll throw one just to see if you would actually get it. And this is a, um, let's see, where is Dangitude and Longitude? Oh, there we go. Before Everest was discovered, what was the highest mountain in the world? Oh, Jesus. Um, Mount Fuji? No, Everest. It just wasn't discovered yet. No, you asked what was the, high, what was the exactly. highest mountain it in the world Everest before Everest. Before Everest was discovered, it was still Everest. Oh, see, that's, that's, like, that's <laughs> like a trick question. It's though. not really a trick question. That's kind of a trick question. Okay, okay. Well, here's I see another how you're one. playing now. All Mount right. Rushmore. See, but see, you, you, you know what you're doing is you knew that I was weak on the logic. No, that's okay. Here's one. So you're flipping them together, mixing them together. Mount Rushmore has the heads of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and what two other American presidents? This is no trick, just straight up. 
Um, I suck at this. I'm so this is embarrassing. You're gonna turn me into a moron <laughs> no, on this show, bro. That's not true. <laughs> uh, was it Roosevelt? Yes. And and uh, Donald Trump? No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, <laughs> I like the fake laugh. Like screw you, Dan. Don't even say that. Um, Roosevelt and. I don't know. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I suck. Dude, you got to understand. Geography and government. Terrible, terrible, Dude, terrible this subjects. Is, for no, me. but this test question, think about it. For them to put that on the on uh, an answer thing means that a lot of people don't really know. <laughs> they, they know that it exists. They know Mount Rushmore is there. But when you actually rattle off, well, who's on there? They're like, yeah. I'm not sure. They could probably put someone on there that wasn't president and no one would know. I've got one for you. Go for it. All right. I don't even know what I'm doing. This is just something I thought of. I'm curious if you know. This. Okay. So in the movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. I've never Richard seen Richard Dreyfuss's it. character. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> Notice how I asked you, like, because everyone's seen that movie. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you now, man. You know what? <laughs> Thanks, everyone. That's how we, this great fucking show we ended up with. Seriously? You've never seen Close Encounters of the Third like, Kind? Like, why would I ever watch that? It's fucking beautiful. It's a great movie. Is it a great movie? Or is it a great yes, movie for it's, its it time? Yes, it is. No, it's one of my favorite movies. Really? Ever. Yes, ever. Okay, well then I'll watch it. I love it. that movie. I'll watch it. It's... It's. I will say this. It's a little long, and depending on the 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 version that you get, because then they did like extended. You know, the end. They extended the ending, which is kind of like the most famous part of the movie. But, uh, dude, you're blowing my mind right now that you've never seen. This I'm movie. gonna watch that movie specifically for you. I love it. If you don't, I hate you. No, I'm just now, kidding. Tell me this. <laughs> I'm joking. Did you like uh, Signs? Yeah, I like Signs. Huh. I like signs too, you, so I probably will like their, uh, their, uh, close. But it's not; it's nothing. There, it's nothing. They're nothing alike. Well, I know that a ship descends at the end. Yeah, it, but there's no real. Well, it's put it this way: it's not one of those movies where the aliens come to destroy everything, or they're a major threat. It's more of like the beauty of making contact. Okay. And how they went about making contact and the message that they're they're trying to get to certain individuals to to show that they're, you know, what they're there for and what they need them for. And, and uh, dude, it's 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 fucking Spielberg, man. Come on. Oh, I didn't know it was Steven Spielberg. Dude, it's the Spielberg. <laughs> I did not know. You might have recognized his work from the E.T. <laughs> Oh my God! You didn't know? No, man. This, this is this is something that this is a bit of a problem, Steve. Is it I think that? This is, is it that unnecessary? I will go as far as to say that I believe this. And this is just my opinion, yes. as they all are. But th- I consider this movie a masterpiece. Wow! I really do. I like Dreyfus. I, it's one of my. F- you like the Dreyfus? I do like. I Dreyfus. think that uh, <laughs> Dreyfus. There it is. You like the Dreyfus? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I almost snorted right now. <laughs> hmm. I, this is a new thing. We should just do the whole show. I like know. This 
Welcome think, to the podcast. No, now I'm going to watch the freaking, I'm going to watch the show now. I'm going to watch it. I have to. Now I'm going to freaking watch it because it was, I, I laughed and then I was like, okay, I'll come back to it. And I just never did. Yeah, you got to watch this because he's just, if anything I'm for gonna, the climax of the movie, because you know what? Uh, who else is in it? Terry Gar's in it. Um, let me see. You know, Terry. Wait, Gar. let me see. You see. I bet you. Let me see her face. Is it a guy? You know her. Oh, no. That's why I call her her. Terry Gar's. You're she young Frankenstein. No. Yes, 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 yes. You remember when they knock on the door? Dude, I've never seen no Terry. What Gars. great knockers! Oh, thank you very much. Oh, she was in. Um, I know who she is. She was in Mr. Mom. Yeah. She was huge in the '80s. I've seen her. Yeah, she's great. Oh, great, great, great I movie. I remember her. And quite honest, you know what? I'm trying to think. You know, I'm going to pull this up real quick because I'm over here thinking like, who was in that movie? But I was a kid when I saw it, and. I've seen it so many times. I just kind of accepted it for who it is. Like the characters are who they are. They're not Dang, this actor or that actor. Huh? Mm-hmm. Lance Henderson. Same year Star Wars, man. Maybe it had something to do with 77. Lance I just like Henderson, movies from 77. I know. Justin Dreyfus. Hmm. Yeah, like I'm looking at the cast right now and I'm, there's really not that many people on here that are recognizable. It doesn't matter. It's a great, great movie. Dude, look at the... What does he do now? Who? Carrie Guffey. He looks like a Who? senator now or something. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, the kid. The kid. Yeah, yeah Carrie Guffey. He yeah. looks, the picture they have of him looks like a senator now or something. Okay, okay, cool. Okay. And then I know that you'll recognize... Uh, hold on a second here. I want to find Let find her... Uh, I don't recognize anyone but Richard Dreyfuss and Terry Gar. And Lance Hendrickson. Pull up Melinda Dillon. I don't recognize her. No, I'm looking on. Really? I'm I trying to think what else she's her. been in that. Yes, you have. Harry Look at another picture. Anderson's? What was she in Harry? And the, was she the mom? Yeah, I believe so. Oh. But more importantly, she was in one of the, again, one of the best movies ever. Now, maybe you didn't relate to this movie, but I totally did. 1983, story? yes. <laughs> I've seen that, yes. That's the only reason I, I mean, I've seen that movie. Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the mom. I did not know that. She's one. Of, ooh, ooh. Anytime, you know, she just had, she, she was the best. Okay. Yes, cool. she's the mom. I'm gonna movie, watch. So check I'm it. gonna watch Close Encounters then. Done. Okay, I'm gonna hold you to it though. She was also in Tu Wong Fu. I Thanks for everything, movie. Julie Newmar. Did I love that movie? But you, I like you that love Tu Wong. You like Tu Wong Fu. I like. But Tu-Wong. you've never seen Close Encounters. That says Gee, a lot about you, who Hudson. Who watches? Okay, I'm going to watch it because I watched Jaws just to say I watched it. <laughs> I'm going to take that sample right there. What? If you ever hurt yourself, I'm going to play it. <laughs> I'm going to, here's the thing. I watched Jaws for the knowledge. So I'm going to watch this for the knowledge. Yeah, you cannot have this one excluded from your from your uh, your catalog, man. This is a fantastic And movie. it's your favorite, I've said one enough. of your favorite of all time. Yes. Have yes. You, when's the last time you watched it? I probably watch it once a year. Really? So you watched it 2017? Yeah, at some point. I mean, I didn't like make an effort to watch it, but it was on TV. And I, if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, I'm watching it. Done deal. Consider it self-watched. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our first wonderful show 
of 2018. But before we leave, I know Dan has a thing that he likes to let you guys know where to find us and stuff. How to get in contact with people. So here we go again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's on you. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I'll say Dan. I almost said it, too. It's all right. You can say no, it. I'm not. Care. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait till both of you guys are on the podcast together. And then I could just. I she just, wants to do that, by the way. Yes. Then I could just. I could just refer to both of you guys as that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, new listeners, old listeners, friends, foes, whoever you are, welcome to the end of the episode ten of Heroes of Noise. And I have a little bit of information for you that I like to pass on from time to time. This is what you call the contact info, folks. It's the professional shit that we do with the show. Heroes of Noise podcast can be reached at just that, Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter at Heroes of Noise. Reach myself, Dan, at DanQPublic. My friend Steve at at S-E underscore Hudson Music. You can follow us on Instagram. Please do. There's no one there. It's Barren Wasteland right now. Heroes of Noise Podcast. I just put it up. And also on Facebook at Heroes of Noise Podcast. I know we like to keep things very simple when it comes to the names because why do you need like 10 different names for one show, right? Exactly. Do this. Do this. It's a, it's, it's a pain in the ass to do it that way. So Heroes of Noise Podcast. That's, that's the key right there. You can find us. Reach out to us. Let's have an awesome year. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the first show. Please tell a friend. Tell two. Get involved with us. Contact us. Let's have some fun. Let's get you on the show. We can talk. Let's make some friends. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Happy New Year, you guys. Let's make this one count. Because 2017 was a little eh, And I think that 2018 is going to be the year, Steve. I really do. Dope. So until that wonderful next time that we see your beautiful, amazing listener faces. I love you all. Again, this 2018 is going to be your year too. We love you. And I'm your host, Steve. My name is Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Heroes of Noise. We'll see you next week. Peace.